Hello, everybody. This is a big week for us here at the KingCast. We're celebrating our second birthday all week long. To ring in our terrible twos in style, Wampler and I have decided to unleash the first four episodes of Shelbyville, our actual play RPG show that is heavily inspired by the works of Stephen King into the main feed leading up to our star-studded grand finale on our Patreon this Friday. If you've never listened to an actual play podcast before, let me tell you what that even is. It's a group of nerds gathered around playing a role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons or anything of that ilk. The thing you're about to listen to is a horror-themed actual play set in Shelbyville, a neighboring rival town of Castle Rock, and it features myself, Scott Wampler, KingCast regular Mallory O'Mara, and our wonderful game master, Jacob Hall. The way this works is Jacob plans his whole thing out and guides us through the story as the rest of us try to navigate the insane world of early 90s Maine as tweens caught up in some scary shit. Previously only available on our Patreon, the first four chapters will be unleashed on the main feed all through this week. The fifth and final chapter will be exclusive to our Patreon subscribers this Friday and will remain exclusive for the time being. So, we hope you dig Shelbyville as much as we enjoy making it because Season 2 is already in the works. Many thanks to all of you for sticking around and listening to us ramble on about the works of Stephen King for the last two years. We couldn't have done it without you. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Crystal, Bug, and Bruce in Shelbyville. Hi. My name is Stephen King. He's gonna break! Well, sometimes that is better. Hello and welcome back to the KingCast on the Fangoria Podcast Network. My name's Scott Wampler. And I'm Eric Vespi. And we are your hosts. We're joined today by uh, one newcomer to the KingCast and one long timer, a lifer, you might even say. <laughs> um, first of all, let's uh, let's get the returning guest and our female guests out of the way. That would be Ms. Mallory O'Meara. Round of applause for her. Uh, folks, you're, you're familiar with Mallory from her numerous previous appearances on this show. And she's joined us today for what we're hoping will be a very fun experiment. Leading that experiment... Jacob Hall is the senior news editor at Slash Film. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're a dirty, filthy liar, and you should not be listening to them. (laughs) Folks, let me tell you very, very briefly what we are here to do today, and then we're going to jump right into it, because this is probably going to go on a little long. A while back, uh, Vespi and Jacob and I got together to play a copy of The Shining board game, and (laughs) we uh, actually recorded audio during that conversation. And the idea was that we would maybe turn it into a, a, a bonus episode of the show. You know, we try out a Stephen King board game. Mm-hmm. Well, that game sucked. It lived really up to its bad. name. It was the sh- a board. We were bored. Yes. Playing the uh, Shining game. Extremely boring. Uh, well, it wasn't terribly boring. It was just easy. But let's not get off track. Um, <laughs> it sucked. And it would not have in any way made for an interesting bonus episode of the show. Uh, so we jettisoned that idea. But at the same time, uh, Jacob brought a very interesting idea to us, which was to create basically a Stephen King RPG. Uh, Jacob, who, you know, I'll, I'll let him tell you about his history with, with tabletop RPGs and such in a a second here. But uh, this man knows what he's fucking doing. And he has constructed for us a Stephen King RPG to play inside of Eric Mallory. And I are going to be the players within Jacob's game world um we have not named the game yet i imagine that will come at the end of this episode uh but we're 
well, we need to lay out the rules of this game for everyone, which I'm going to let Jacob do. And then we are going to uh, talk a little bit about setting up our characters and who we are within this game. Then we'll be off to the races. So uh, with all that said, uh, well, Vespi, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, you did so well, Scott. And I, I was sitting here just enraptured. You got it all as succinct. Didn't have anything What's written down either, baby. Done. This is right, boo, right off the top of the bean. <laughs> Jacob, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with tabletop RPGs and uh, what we're doing here today. Yeah, I'm a longtime tabletop enthusiast, first board games and now a little bit of everything. And over the past few years, I started really getting into RPGs, role-playing games. You probably, if you're unfamiliar with them, you probably know Dungeons and Dragons games where you roll dice and follow rules and go on adventures. And but the the world of RPGs is so much bigger than D anD D. I I like D anD D. I've been in the same D anD D group for eight years now. But uh, there are games I like a lot more that are built around things I value more in a tabletop experience. So that's why when asked to work on this with you guys, I picked a game called Kids on Bikes, which is a game designed uh, by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. And essentially, Kids on Bikes is supernatural adventures. Uh, Involving kids in small towns in the age before camera phones is essentially the uh, this the, the you know uh, log line for it. And I thought, what better way to you know tell an it type story or a you know Castle Rock centric story than with a setup like that? And it is very rules light. It is not a game full of tons of rules and numbers like you'd see on a D and D sheet. It is a, a game built around character decisions and story and improvisation and flexibility. So. Uh, you won't hear too many rules as you play. You can hopefully you're going to hear just a lot of character stuff. And cat story noises. Stuff. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I, I have uh, cat people <laughs> living in me right here with me. Um, I will and say, in you. yeah, and um, with us. yeah, in my throat, that, that noise you hear is coming right from within me. Uh, <laughs> I will say that um, before we begin, uh, this essentially will be a, a two a two tier or two act process. We're going to design our world and design our characters together. Then we'll play some game and see where it goes, see how the adventure goes, and we're going to you know feel it out and see how things goes. And I, I want to share with both the listeners and the, the crew here my three rules for running a game. Uh, one is uh, uh, respect the world and respect the characters, meaning that um, when, when we have our tone, you know, we kind of stick to that. We don't like suddenly pull things out of our butt that are completely disrespectful to other 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 characters or to the rules we established of this land that we're going to build together. Rule number two is to respect uh, the players, uh, which means that if somebody's uncomfortable or somebody's, you know, not sure what's going on or needs to pause, we respect that. Somebody says, hey, I don't like that in my game. We respect that. And we cut it out of the game. For example, uh, dogs may go missing in this game, but if somebody says, I want to torture a kitten. I'll say, nope, not going to happen in this game. So <laughs> so if you guys have similar... <laughs> what? You guys have similar... <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? I wouldn't recommend Googling RPG horror stories if you want to um, keep, keep, if you think this is a clean <laughs> hobby for some not insane people. Um, yeah, so respect the players. And uh, ultimately, uh, my self-serving one is respect the GM, respect the game master. I will work with you guys. I'm flexible. I am a very uh, reactive uh, game master. I like to be surprised by my games. I don't like to overplan. I like to see where things go and really have you guys help shape things. But ultimately, mm-hmm. somebody has to be the referee. Somebody has to say, okay, you can do that. You can't do that. And if I say, nope, you can't do that, then, you know, uh, 
then we, we move on and keep playing. So that those are my three rules. Uh, beyond that, the rest of the goal is just to tell a great story. Uh, the GM is not here to kill you. The, the, the myth of the GM or the DM, the dungeon master, the game master, being there to wipe out his players, being there to cause pain and suffering, that's all a myth. It's, it's, it's something that doesn't really happen amongst good, healthy groups. My, our job is to tell a great story and for me to facilitate that with the rules of the game, helping give structure to the story we tell. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and that's, we trust you to trust you to execute that to the best of your abilities. Uh, <laughs> Mallory, I want to go over to you for a second. Um, what is your level of experience with tabletop RPGs? Uh, it's not wicked high, um, but I have played uh, quite a bit of D&D. I actually, pre-pandemic, used to have a regular D&D group. We meet about once a month. Uh, I have been a reoccurring character on the D20 Dames podcast. Um, so I am... I'm not a noob, I'm not a rookie, uh, but I'm not an expert, so I feel pretty comfortable. I think this is going to be wicked fun. Right on. And did you hear the part that Jacob said about respecting the other players? Uh, y- yes. Okay. I am drinking sure. wine, though, so you know, we'll see how things go. Yeah. Uh, Mallory and I are, are indulging a little bit here. Not as not as much as we did on the Unfortunate, yeah, evil Scott things doesn't have episode, a, a full bottle of champagne. So. <laughs> <laughs> that I can see. That I can see. Yeah, he's saving that for the the second part of this arc that we're that we're yeah, building. Well, I uh, I it the idea did occur to me, but I uh, I have to work <laughs> for Jacob tomorrow and didn't want to be hungover, and uh, also I want to actually understand what's happening. Uh, unlike <laughs> it's going to be unlike, great. We're all doing great. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eric, you got anything you want to weigh in here? No, with this before? is this is my my first time. I've never uh, I've listened to podcasts that have been uh, uh, RPG centric, uh, the Adventure Zone. I've listened to uh, Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker podcast. I followed along uh, with campaigns before, but I've never taken part. So I'm very much looking forward to doing this with you guys. Yes, very excited. And for the record, uh, my experience with tabletop RPGs is uh, borderline non-existent. So. We can just skip right past that. Uh, nothing <laughs> to add do there. Great. Yeah, I'm not worried. Why do you keep saying it like I'm worried? I'm not worried. I'm so I'm I'm brimming with confidence right now. I that, could not. Is that be... why you're down in that tall boy? No, that's for that's for something else. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jacob, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the show in your hands, buddy. It's uh, tell us what to do here. All right. Uh, have you guys ever built a world? Have you ever constructed one like gods? Because that's what we're about to do. We're about to build a small town and give it some life. Um, so first things first, we, where is our small town? When and where's when is our game taking place? So these are really important questions. It's going to define a lot of the tone, a lot of things that are available to your characters. And I know offline, I think we kind of came to the conclusion that this has got to be a main town, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, no yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think it should be set in South America. Um, <laughs> Classic no, no. Stephen King location. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I think the whole idea is that we want to want to play in a Stephen Kingy sandbox, and like our our options to do that are are like Maine or I don't know some some rich part Florida. of Florida. <laughs> yeah. Colorado, maybe no, I don't know. It's, but, it, uh, Colorado, it's Colorado be could work, but it's it's got to be Maine for sure. It's got to be Maine. Yeah. As a rule, I think it's better to avoid Florida, especially if the option <laughs> even, is Maine. Even in D and D. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't know what's going on down there. <laughs> They're always up to some sort of hijinks or monkey business, and that you know we, so we've got the kindest thing I've ever actually have heard anyone describe. <laughs> well, I'm sure we have listeners in Florida, very handsome and or beautiful and intelligent listeners from Florida, mm-hmm. and I do Who not vaccinated and nice. Yes, <laughs> don't spend a lot of time at Disney World or land or whatever it is you know how it is well okay jacob take it take us away for sure um yes and then we we all agreed it's gonna be and jacob you said we should have an isolated small town yes Mm -hmm. Uh, a a a, rule rule book says this and i agree with it it suggests you have a small town where uh help is not going to be fast to come but the black helicopter and the government can get there quickly so um so we definitely. So it's a great location for that, and I will say, people in New England are mean as fuck. So we're, help probably <laughs> wouldn't come if it was close by. Anyways, uh, for, if if listeners, this is somehow the first time you've ever heard me on this show. I'm from New England, so I am going to be the resident New England expert here for everybody. Mm. I will. I will say, as a resident New England expert, you are allowed to jump in and tell me if I'm getting things wrong. I'm a southerner my entire life, from Texan my entire life. So if I'm getting details wrong, you know, you jump in and you correct me. I'm, I'm Just happy to do whatever you were going to do before but meaner (laughs) (laughs) all right so worse food no ours ours are are henceforth forbidden from this show clam chowder Uh, i I, I will say despite living in texas my whole life raised by a bostonian with a cartoon a literal cartoon boston accent i packed my cat in the habit yacht so um uh, (laughs) i I, i'm not gonna try to do that during the show i won't do that but i'm very used to it uh we need a name for our town our small main town uh what do you, Scott, you guys have any you came ideas? up with a really good one. I, well, I, I don't know. I didn't get a react. I didn't know if anyone liked. I it. thought it was fucking my, great. It's funny. Are we talking about Shelbyville? Yes. Or the okay, yeah. Well, my what I was suggesting with the crew earlier was that this town should be like I didn't want to set it in Castle Rock. I thought that might be a little too like we were turning the show castle rock into an RPG and I didn't want to, I didn't want to cross any streams there. Um, but I did think it would be funny if like how in the Simpsons, there's the town right next to Springfield that just hates Springfield or like, <laughs> you know, there's some sort of inherent rivalry there, but they have basically the same shit. It would be funny if we were the town over from castle rock and well, everything's sp- just a little shittier. Yeah. <laughs> And in in the spirit of honoring the um, uh, uh, that geographical arrangement on The Simpsons, I thought it would be funny to call it Shelbyville. I but actually think Shelby is a town in Maine. Is it? See, I'm already killing it out here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Natural born New Englander. It's that, it's that yeah, confidence, dude. People who want to be Shelby should... end up here by accident, and that's their main tourist uh, industry. People <laughs> accidentally end up in Shelbyville when they want to go to Shelby. Right. <laughs> and I think, well, oh, I like that a lot. And I also, I think it's funny that if we have an ongoing Stephen King RPG, it's just called Shelbyville. It's the least likely name I could imagine. For, like, it actually, like, it is the, by that regard, it is the most likely thing because it is mm. so run of the mill. And that to me is the essence of a lot of Stephen King stuff. Right. Um, well, I guess the big question, especially because it's Maine, do we want it? Are we in the mountains or are are we a fishing village? Like, are we on the coast or are we inland? I, I like more um, fishing. Let's to, hold off on this question. It's up to me because uh, okay. we're, 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 oh. we're going we're to we're address industry in a second, and I think that's a good time for us to get okay. to that. Okay. Before okay. that, okay. I, we need to discuss okay. our time period. Like I said, we I would recommend 
eighties or nineties, we should definitely, I think, play this in an era before before cell phones were common. When somebody has a cell phone in our game, it's a huge, huge fucking deal. I, I think that's the era we should be shooting for here. And I know there was some talk okay. of early nineties. I think I, I like nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I think we really split the difference. Yes. Yeah, we're going ninety one. Yeah. I like ninety one. That means I'd be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but I'm very old. So. I would be yeah. forty years old. <laughs> <laughs> but Scott's always been forty years old. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep turning forty until I'm dead. This also is the point where it I say save it. Or from now, or it could be forty years from now. We just don't know. It's probably somewhere in between. This is also the point where I say save your emails about us getting 1991 details wrong. If we reference the Sonic about 93, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, are we? Uh, do we have a time like a season of uh, 91? Seasons are uh, a big fucking deal in New England, so <laughs> it's going to uh, greatly influence the things that we do and, and the things that we wear. This is a very very I good would. point. I would prefer fall. Snow is going to be a problem if we're on bikes. So let's but fall start gives September. it that, that spooky air, you know. Spooky yeah. air. <laughs> air, like not like air air, but like air. <laughs> and not like King Ralph air, but the In other atmosphere. air. Yeah. That, that, uh, that don't, spooky. Don't go to New England and breathe that, that spooky air. <laughs> that spooky air. <laughs> Okay, all right. Let's we have Shelby Bridgeport. Air, air, like air? No, air, air. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Shelbyville, Maine, fall of 1991. Uh, so let's go ahead and discuss Great. the next question. Uh, let's, let's talk about hmm. the industry our location is best known for. So this could be us in the woods and, and you know, a we're, we're you know, a hiking destination or, you know, a we full of antique shops or by the coast and we have a, we're a fishing village. I genuinely want you guys to, to pick something that sounds fun. Like do you, do you want Do you want a place where there's lots of woods? Do you want a place where there's water access? Do you want boats or do you want hiking trails or mountains? What sounds hmm. fun to the three of you? Well, uh, Eric, I really like your idea of a fish, fishing village. Cause I think it would be funny to be like a, a seaside town, but with like none of the cool stuff and people come and they're like, where's all the tourist shit. Right. It's like a yeah, no, real it's... fishing village instead of a place that just serves lobster rolls and like tourist shit. Yep. I like that. And uh, yeah, cause part of what we were approaching this with not wanting to do is, is uh, not make this stranger things, Stephen King edition mm-hmm. and, and uh, woods, uh, you know, feels a little bit stranger things ish. Um, so yeah, no, I, I like a fishing village. I'm trying to think of the, the like fake uh, Stephen King maps. Have you ever seen those? Uh, and I'm trying to, think of how close um castle rock was to the coast i think that it it was pretty far inland in my in my memory at least halfway into the state right um i saw a map where it seemed like uh it seemed like it was like 50 ish miles or something from the you know from a uh an ocean Mm -hmm. Uh, so i don't know how accurate that was but uh it's also good to keep in mind that it's like um, and what I've seen, if we're wanting to play this anywhere near accurate, the like Castle Rock is like, uh, if there's a triangle, it's like on the, the left side of the triangle. And then at the top North is Derry. And then there's like Jerusalem's lot is somewhere in the middle there. And then Bangor is like a little bit, um, North Northeast from that. So I don't know if we want to actually incorporate any of that into the, into the show, but just to give a geographical idea, I think we could say that it's like on the. I well, just sent something into the chat that will will yeah. help all of us. I think that's the um, map I, I looked at earlier. Yeah. I was I was going to say that I agree with you in terms of it being a like a fishing 
thing, like on the water, basically. Right. Like, um, because I just think it'll be cool if there's access to water at some point, like mm. a large body of it. Mm. And we could be on the well, river near Castle Rock. <laughs> so there could be, you know, a ferry landing, you know, a lot of that's the waterside true. stuff that we want, but be closer to Castle Rock. I think a body of water should be in the area just like, for potential area. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we could also like slip deeply into some Lovecraft and intimate territory. If we yeah, go for sure. to fishing, I guess. I, I, I do like it being a fishing village. And I think that for just for the, the sake of, of argument on the show that, you know, that the fictional town of castle rock could still be like close enough. So this could be the, the warring neighbor town and we could still be on the, the water. Yeah. I think you got maybe a four, well. We can just say for the sake of argument, it's a forty-five minute drive, and to to to, to uh, the civilization. I mean, everything's of, a forty-five minute drive <laughs> in Maine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think forty-five All minutes right. is, is so. just close enough and just far enough. Because, you know, if everybody okay. if everybody left town to go to uh, Castle Rock, then they're far enough away for it to be a problem for them to come back. Okay. And it's also close enough to where any of the 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 local urban legend stuff or the stuff that has happened in and around Castle Rock could still the word could have gotten to our town. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, our town is famous for, what are we famous for? Not infamous. We'll discuss infamy in a second. What, what thing, what's a positive thing our town is known for either regionally or nationally? Well, if it was a fishing village in new England, it would have to be either lo- lobster, um, crabs, some sort of seafood, um, uh, blueberries, um, Antique stores uh, is another one. Those are like three big things that you'll see that are industries in New England uh, and Maine fishing towns. We were talking about Castle Rock being a 45-minute drive from Shelbyville? Yes. Okay, so building off of what Mallory just said and also thinking towards being maybe incorporating another little Stephen King-ish element, what if if the town's predominant feature is a pier? With, oh, like an amusement park. On. Mm. I love it, but it's a shitty one. Okay, I so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. when I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in uh, northeastern Massachusetts, and we used to we like never could afford Disneyland or Six Flags or anything. But we had a place called Canopy Lake Park, and it was like a really shitty art like amusement park with like wooden roller coasters that mm-hmm. were like a hundred right, years right. Old. like dangerous. Like you, you like, feel like when yes. you go on these rides, you could. I like get, that a lot. Know, and I also like what Mallory was saying earlier, where it's if this is this isn't a tourist destination town, uh, it's like the beaches are all shitty and nobody, oh, you know, yeah. covered in it's cigarette like, butts. Yeah, I mean. yeah, I th- I like that in that, but I do also like that there's this rundown thing that maybe in the 1950s, like was kind of the hot shit in, exactly. in Maine that people exactly. Went. Well, we could have it, so it, many fun creepy adventures at an old seaside amusement park. That'd oh, be so man. fun. What is this place called? I, I we need something uh, old, tiny, magical like Wonder World or Magic Land. Something, something that would have found you thrilling 60 years ago. I mean, King wrote one called Joyland, but I don't think that that would have. I don't want. It's not That'll in our town. That's a very specific. We could call thing. it. Um, yeah. I mean, something like that, just like that, like Wonderland. Um, uh, Shelby's Palace. Shelby's Wonderland uh, after the Shelby's Shelby family. Wo- Shelby, <laughs> Shel- yeah, Shelby's <laughs> Wonderland. Okay. And I feel like I feel like they have a really awesome brochure at all the um, main truck stops and people think, oh, this could be a good place to go to. And people oh are God, really I've disappointed. I've had so many visceral childhood memories. <laughs> That's There's all only the two place. brochures in this area. It's you can go to, 
uh, Shelby's Wonderland, or you can go look at a cave with some. Yeah, I was just gonna say the it. caves. Oh my god, yeah. you know, look at it. There was a place right. called the Flume that everyone went to. All right, so <laughs> we're, we're famous for Shelby's Wonderland World of Fun. How about that? Yeah, love it. Love it. And since we already mentioned a cave, we need some key locations. We need uh, at, at least one key location, uh, and it sounds like a cave, maybe a good one. Pier hmm. for sure. I think Scott. Yeah. I love pier. the pier. Um, pier. I like a cave. The pier is where the amusement parks on. I, I. I mean, maybe it's a little traditional or cliche, but like you know, I always picture uh, an old rickety lighthouse in, in New England mm-hmm. seaside towns. That could work for the beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. how, about, how about for our key locations? We'll start with the pier and the lighthouse. Uh, I would also nominate that we have one quote-unquote safe place um, that because a place for teenagers to go, whether it be just like a parking lot outside a convenience store or a diner mm-hmm. or um, just something, some place that is always our place to like regroup, meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a, a diner or a coffee shop or don't. Donut shop specifically. Um, a Dunkin' Donuts. Roast a Dunkin', beef yeah. store. Maybe, uh, a maybe Dunkin' Donuts. A, a, form, a former diner. It's been turned into Dunkin' Donuts about five years ago. And the, old, and the, and the kids love it, but the old timers never go there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Into yeah, it. Dunkin' Donuts is very important. I'd also like to throw out, especially if we're, we're in the early 90s, is kind of like the last hurrah of the pizza joint as well. Because in the we're I'm talking about like the stained glass chandeliers with a couple of arcade cabinets in it, yeah, like yeah, some pinball machines, yeah. So there's this thing in New England called greasiest burnt pizza. No, it had to be it had to be beach pizza. There's something in New England called beach pizza, and it is the shittiest pizza, but it is really good. And there's two (laughs) warring factions, Christie's and Tripoli's. Uh, We don't have to have our own like we can make up our own brand, but it's basically it comes out it's pizza that comes out on a huge sheet. And it has like barely any cheese on it. I'll find a photo, um, but it is a staple <laughs> of New England beach places. Mm. And it's definitely like they even have, um, they would even have like a, a kiosk, like a little right. like place on the beach where you would go and walk up. I'm, I'm fine with calling, just calling it beach pizza. I mean, beach pizza yeah, is real sure. good. Beach, Love it. Okay. All I, right. I really like it. Yeah. So let's, let's stick with those for now. Like does that complete the entire town? We can always add more locations. We'll place will pop up. We may not even see right. Lighthouse Duck and Donuts Beach Pizza in this session. I mean, I haven't happened. But um, right. that, gives, that gives an idea of the town for sure. All right, so we're famous right. for Shelby's Wonderland World of Fun. What are we infamous for? This could be related mm. to what we're famous for, or it could be... Math. <laughs> it could be I'm math. Early 90s. Or it could yeah. be the, the hurricane that hit us 100 years ago that killed half the town. It would it be, be a blizzard, but yeah. Oh, blizzard, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, let's go with that. That's a little, uh, little ooh, maybe the century blizzard, flavor. Oh, maybe the blizzard took out parts of the pier, and now what was a really amazing pier that attracted tourists is now all run down and shitty. Oh, oh so this was a recent bastard. blizzard. Then. I this love like, that. How long ago, Mallory? How many years ago did this happen? Let's say 30. So we'll say that Shelby's Wonderland World of Fun was legit good until until 1961, where in its maybe 12th year of operation, a blizzard hit Shelbyville. That dilapidated the town, killed a lot of people, wrecked the tourist industry, and we've never recovered. Yes. Love it. And it's Love one it. of those, like, what was the, there was a, a main thing that, like, Storm of the Century was based on that, like, the blizzard had no power for, like, what, 30 days or 28 days or Annoying something? Annoying stuff. Uh, yeah. If, if, if it was later uh, in the decade, we could do, because the blizzard of 96 was the big one. Um but yeah, I mean, New England. Well, we we can base this fake blizzard off of, you yeah. know, off of New what England really happened. New England periodically receives like, I do like that. shit fuck blizzards. So I'd, I'd also like to have something 
to think about that may, maybe it's not like a Roanoke situation, but like I do like the idea of of there being like generational disaster or trauma, you know, that goes back to the early, early days that, so maybe this isn't like out of a lot of main towns, this is infamous for like, not, not quite like a Pennywise every 30 years type deal, but maybe people always disappear during blizzards and they're never found. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm into that. And blizzards tend to hit this part there, this town specifically harder than the normal. (laughs) This town so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I like I love our shitty town. Um, I've called it in my notes the Great Blizzard of 1961. I feel like they wouldn't have a better name for it. They wouldn't be creative enough to come up with a better name for it. No, um, it's always the Blizzard of whatever. They never give fun mm-hmm. names to it. And, and, and maybe the adults, the people who are alive, just call it the Blizzard. Um, uh, and then they, and they's like, oh yeah, um, whatever happened to that guy? Oh, he vanished in the Blizzard. Uh, oh, oh, what, what, um, where well, was that business? Okay, they, would it, the they would call it the Whiteout. Ooh, that's I, yeah. I, sometimes it's yeah. The Whiteout. All right. Great because blizzard. any blizzard, it, a blizzard is too general, but the whiteout yeah. is the ultimate blizzard they experienced. Right. That works for me. Or the big okay. one that hits every year or whatever. Right. I, th- I think we've answered this already, but uh, our economic status, I'm assuming we're, we're pretty stagnant. Bad. Yeah, it's uh, fallen on hard times. Maybe uh, there's a few places around the town, like there's a, there's a, uh, a bunch of Goodwills, um, Oh my gosh. Okay. So when I, in my town in Haverhill, when I was growing up, there was a place called building 19 and they basically <laughs> stole. So ominous. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> and what they did, and they advertised this on the, on the outside, there were these big murals of like hurricanes and floods and stuff. And like the little building 19 guy would be like running in. So whenever someplace like went out of business or like a building caught on fire or flooded building 19 would buy all their crappy like broken hmm. stock for cheap and sell it so that's where people like you could go and buy you know shit like clothes furniture hmm. food i remember seeing a duct taped up box of cereal there once <laughs> so imagine in this town as like places like that where right. there's just a lot of a lot of places where people who are economically disadvantaged uh like i was when i was a kid uh would go to buy stuff do you think that so this isn't this doesn't sound to me like the town where there's there might be a couple of like old family or old money families around, yeah. but it's not one of those towns where it's like the rich side and the poor side. I think it sounds no. like this is mostly just poor. And I yeah. think that's yes. where a lot of our animosity towards Castle Rock comes in. Mm, yeah. A yeah. lot of the, it's, they, it's left, Castle, they left this town to Castle Rock. It's yeah. like Castle Rock with a David Fincher filter put over it. <laughs> there was well, a rich Castle family Rock here. Maybe didn't get hit hard by the blizzard. There was a rich yeah. family in the area. I think there was a rich family. I think the Shelby's, the Shelby's, yes. the Shelby's uh, who, whose namesake the is Shelby's, all the Shelby's, perfect. Uh, the, the, the Shelby's, I think, were wiped on the blizzard, and then they weren't even wiped out. Their house vanished when the snow cleared. It was it was a smoldering wreck, and there no one found any bodies. And nobody that, heard from the sh- any Shelby's from that point forward. Is that the, the thought? I think so. I think the last that of the Shelby's. Know of. Uh, and yeah, fact, um, I'm, I'm doing this because I haven't haven't named my notes. Um, Ephraim Beauregard Shelby, uh, the last of the Shelby's, <laughs> vanished in 1961. <laughs> Ephraim, yes. Ephraim. Okay. Into yeah. it. You get a Beauregard in a name, you know you're in trouble. Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every you know, you know time. that he's going to be like a member of the KKK or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a little sidekick in a suit. All right. We need they have a, a, they have a, a, they have a yearly dance where someone's daughter gets given away for marriage or something. Yeah. That's what the Be- Beauregards <laughs> are up to. We need a sports mascot team for our. We, we still have a school system, a very small one, a struggling one, but we, we have mascots. And based purely on a suggestion sent in by Eric, mm. um, 
I think that it would be very funny if our small main town bought all of its sports um, team um, st- supplies from another school mm-hmm. um, since it got them dirt cheap. So they're the corn huskers, uh, even though there's no Into corn it. in there. <laughs> Into it, into it, into it. it. Yes. So all these poor Maine kids that go to the baseball games as the Cornhuskers, these like Mm -hmm. hand-me-down raggedy from Nebraska and and Kansas uh, jerseys. Oh, can they I have smell a new merch too, opportunity. So it's like a big corn that someone yes. has to roll oh, around absolutely. in. 100%. And it's dirty. So he's like, <laughs> he, he went from like bright yellow at some point for the corn kernels. to like colored. Yeah. So it's just like uh, filthy. It looks smudged. Yeah. Right. This is a good time to say that I asked all three of you before this game to secretly send me three things each that you wanted to see present in this game. Either King Cast jokes or, or direct Stephen King references. Uh, I'm not going to call out when they show up, but you guys are welcome to point them out. Uh, but I will say that one that wasn't was corn. Mm. So we, that's one of six. Sorry, one of nine already accounted for. Thank you. <laughs> nice. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> that was okay. me. That There's was no me. corn in me. <laughs> nah, corn's always showing up in Stephen King stuff. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, last thing in our town for <laughs> children, children of the corn. Just think about that. Uh, like the junior high kids and stuff are wearing the corn corn husker jerseys. All right, go Hilarious. ahead. Hilarious. Before right. we get to the character build, we have one more thing we gotta do. And I want hmm. two town rumors from you guys. This could be something sinister, it could be something mundane, but I need two rumors that could be true or could not be true. This is just what people are talking about in town right now. The mayor has been embezzling money. Okay. But we I don't like know it. for what. We don't know for what. We don't know anything about him. We don't know. We don't know, but there's some missing funds involved in the local in the local government. I love Maybe it. something's going to yeah. close or reopen. I'm just going. I'm just going as broad as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's been weird activity around uh, uh, Shelby's Wonderland, and people are wondering if it's going to open back up again because they're hearing noises over there. Ooh, let's mm. get more specific. There's I like been, that one. There's been weird sewage discharges around Shelby's Wonderland, as if Ooh. something has been as if something has been messing with the, in the pipes below it. Guys, okay. I gotta give me some property in Shelbyville. This sounds like a magical <laughs> fucking place. Shit geysers erupting out of a decommissioned amusement park on a pier that's falling apart. I, I like it though, because it really both of these things can can speak of bigger stories. Hmm. Yes. I think a good rumor would be uh that I've heard that the night that the Shelby Manor was uh destroyed, that, that night um, half of the town's children disappeared as well. Ooh, that's a good. There's a lot of disappearances. They all became corn, <laughs> and they became corn. No, but no, like this yeah, is separate we, we, from the whiteout disappearance. I think I'm not sure when. When did the? I think I think the, the whiteout caused. I think the whiteout that caused the Shelby's family to vanish right. also took also took with and, it half the town. And and uh, and I think that there must be a rumor that wherever the Shelby's, because there no bodies were found, that they absconded with a lot of the town's children. That they left somewhere and they don't know where. That's the rumor. I like Maybe. that. Maybe. Could be bullshit. I like that because the first uh, two like were a, very, the first two are very mundane and that one is very outrageous. Like the first two are things the adults talk about and the kids are over here. Right. Whereas the third one is the one oh, the kids yeah. talk about. Oh, this is totally like junior high. Uh, and that would cause stuff. maybe people like maybe the old Shelby Manor is the place where like everyone dares each other to like walk by at night. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think okay, this is let's a, strike, strike mine from the record. Strike the 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 embezzlement thing. Let's go with Mallory's and Vespies on that one. No, I think we keep all three. I think all three are yeah. worth it. Oh yeah. Okay. 
I thought you said two. I said two, but I, as game master, I'm saying fuck it, two, three. Hey, <laughs> I mean, you, you can't say no to shit geysers, so. Yeah. <laughs> I also, never do. I, I, I see possibilities <laughs> as a mayor embezzling money. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. All right, so our town, Shelbyville, Maine, fall of 1991. Industry is fishing. Economic status, stagnant, hard times. Key locations, the lighthouse, Dunkin' Donuts, beach pizza. Famous for Shelby's Wonderland World of Fun. Infamous for the Great Blizzard of 1961, otherwise known as the Whiteout. School mascot, the Cornhuskers. And rumors, the mayor has been embezzling money. Weird sewage spillages beneath Shelby's Wonderland. And did the disparage the Shelby's cause half the town that vanished 30 years ago? All right, so that's our, our I have absolute- one correction here. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the sewage is not under the amusement park. It is literally, literally erupting from the pier. All right. Uh, I, I need those shit geysers in there, baby. <laughs> All right, writing shit geysers. Duly noted that I've I've, I've added that note. Important okay. correction. <laughs> All right, so next we're gonna build our characters. Uh, who are the people living in this town that, that we are inhabiting, or you three are inhabiting? I will say this mm. much: I I'm, I don't know. I would strongly encourage we do eleven to fourteen. I don't want us to be full teenagers yet. I want us to be on the cusp of being teenagers, if you guys are cool with that. Yeah, I was going to say 13 or 14, because I don't want us to be old enough that we, like, have jobs or anything. Right. Yeah. Well, there's I, no jobs to be had unless it's uh, lobstering. Selling so. math, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Work, working at Beach Pizza. Um, Lounge lizard down on I-60, right outside of Shelbyville. Oh my god. <laughs> or lot I'm, lizard, not lounge lizard. There was, I remember there, uh, where I grew up, there was a um, a strip club um, called Kittens, and my dad used to call it the Litter Box. <laughs> and why didn't you bring that up for uh, for points of interest in the town? Because we wouldn't be able to get in. Oh, I'll get in there. The litter box, I think, will definitely show up in a future session. But let's let's go ahead. (laughs) That's incredible. Okay, so let's go. Good place to put those shit geysers. So each of you have a character sheet, and uh, Mm -hmm. one thing I want you to look at right now are stats. Your stats you have throughout this game are fight, flight, brains, brawn, charm, and grit. Uh, I'll go over a very brief explanation of what each of these are. Fight is literally how good are you at swinging weapons, throwing fists, uh, like taking somebody down physically. Flight is how speedy you are, how stealthy you are, how agile you are. Brains, how smart you are, how book smart you are, how much you can solve an actual problem. Brawn. Brawn is related to fight in that it's about strength, but unlike, it's like being able to lift something heavy, being able to force the door open, uh, being able to look tough. Even So, you know, brawn and fight sound similar. They're different in that way. Charm. How much of a talker mm-hmm. are you? Can you persuade people? Can you con people? Can you charm people? Uh, and grit. This is uh, represents street smarts. It represents um, uh, like psychological defenses. It represents you know just being tough in a different kind of way. Uh, uh, the stuff you've learned from being out there in the world uh, and all, all that entails. And each of you should have six dice, ranging from a d20 to a d4. Uh, the d20 uh, is the dice that can naturally roll the highest. The d4 is one that can roll the lowest. So what I recommend is picking the stat that you think your character is absolutely best at. I think they excel at. I think that they, like, they, like, people notice. And that's where your d20 is. And then you can pick something else, the thing that you're, you're least exceptional at, and put your d4 in there. So go ahead and start by doing that. And you feel free to talk it out loud or, or share where you're putting if you want to um, share that out loud, and we'll go from there. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? With the D20 is for the what? Uh, D20 is where 
uh, is the skill, the, sorry, the stat you are best at. If, like, if you're a super smart guy, you want to put your D20 in genius. If you're a guy who's all about fighting, you want to put your D20 in fighting. If you're just a guy who's really speedy, he's a track star, you want to put it in flight. Scott, gotcha. I've never seen you in glasses before. You look it's so not cute. that cute. Stop. <laughs> um, so cute. If, if, uh, and what what was the D4 for? All the other uh, ones? The lowest one. Uh, D4 is your lowest one. Which stat, which, uh, stat are you shit at? Like, are you, are you a total dumbass? You want to put D4 in brains? Are you guys never gotten in a fight in his life? You want to put it in fight? If you are, you know, a complete weakling who's asthmatic, you know, and can, can't, can barely ride his bike, you want to put it in brawn and so on. Okay, and what about the other four categories? Uh, once you've had these four, um, I want you to do these, these two first because it kind of gives you an idea of what you're absolutely best at, what you're worst at. So now you can put the dice in however hmm. you see fit. Like the thing you're second best at, you want to put your D12 in. The thing you're third best at, you want to put your D10 in. Uh, the thing you're uh, fourth best at, your D8. And fifth best at, your D6. So the idea is that you see, once you know what your gotcha. major strength is, you can sort of determine um, from there how it should trickle down. Think about your character. Like, don't, don't necessarily think about how you want can to gamify this. Think about, think about the, the character who's in your head right now. Who you think, who you're thinking about playing as. Right. If you think about playing as a nerd, you know, think about how that would be reflective in in these stats. If you want to play someone who is, you know, a street tough, who who's essentially on their own, has been abandoned by their parents, you know, you want to maybe grit and fight are the places you want to put that. Uh, and what's well, grit again? Sorry, what's the uh, grit? Like is sort street, of street smarts. Street smarts, but also and like fortitude. Like, fortitude, yeah. Fortitude is a really good way to think about that. Can we start talking about our characters a little bit? Yeah, uh, well, sure. well, Mallory, who, who, give us a basic outline of of who you, kind, the kind of character you want to play. She's a fourteen year old girl. Uh, she's the resident goth chick. Um, her name, it's the nineties. So her name is crystal. Um, her parents are divorced and she's very angsty about it. Uh, her biggest motivation is getting out of this shitty town. Uh, and so for her, I am picking her biggest stat is brains. Cause she's very book smart and she thinks and very arty. And she thinks that's how she's going to get out of this awful shit geyser of Shelbyville. Uh, so her, I rolled an 18 for her brains. Uh, but she's very scrawny. Oh, you don't uh, need to roll for it. She... You, you, you just put D20 in there. You don't need to roll for it. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. nice. Um, yeah, you know, that, all that means that whenever you need to do a, a brains check, you will roll the D20. So that means you, you have a high, a really high chance of rolling high on brains. Uh, she... Oh, I misunderstood Great. that as well. Yeah, yeah um, go, ahead, like, go ahead. She don't, lives don't roll with it. her yeah. divorced dad. Yeah, her divorced dad does not cook for her very often, so she's really scrawny. They basically live off of Hungry Man dinners, so her brawn is really low, so I put four for that. Um her fight is also pretty low. Um, so for the other ones, I just put what, like six. Yeah. You, you, you put uh, D6, D8, D10, D12 in the other ones based on. Okay. How, uh, yeah. That way, like whenever, whenever, a, for example, if you put D12 in flight, whenever you need to do a skill check that involves uh, dexterity or running uh, speed, you will roll your D12 and hope for the best. Great. Gotcha. Uh, Eric, what are, you, what are you working on? Who's your character? So, I've come up with a character named Robbie Fowler, but his name uh, he's 12. I think, I think I've landed on 12, 12 years old, perfect Stephen King age for, for a boy. <laughs> um, he's, he's a little bit of a, of a weirdo. He's a photographer, um, but that's not why they give him the nickname bug. He's also been known to set fires every once in a while. He's kind of a pyromaniac. So the people who pick on him, call him bug for that. And his his very few friends. He doesn't have a lot of close friends, but I would say the people that that are nice to him would use that nickname "Bug" uh, for Shutterbug instead of a uh, Firebug. 
Can I tell you guys an idea that I had for all of us that would keep our characters together without uh, us having to explain too much is that we've been neighbors since we were basically born. So all three of us, even though we might be slightly different ages or in different grades, we've all played together and known each other since we were little kids. So we all kind of look out for each other, even though our interests might not be the same. Yeah, I love. It. I was going to ask if we knew each it. other or not, but this is actually. So I'm glad glad you brought that, Mallory. I think being a, being an existing friend group makes things easier. Or the same and, time, and I also I mean, like it because yeah. it's like because it's it's a group of friends by circumstance. Yes. You know what I mean? Where it's it's not like it's just who's around. You know, and that that's who. who yeah. You, well, it you also means with. that we know each other's shitty life situations, and we're a little right, right, right. kinder to each other about that, and we know each other. You know, there's a special type of uh, intimacy that people who have known each other since they were little kids have. Right. You know, I'm sh- you guys all know about my shitty parents and my dad. It's my dad's a trucker and he's like never around. So you guys all know that about me. Right. What about you, Eric, Scott? Uh, real quick, yeah, yeah. One, one quick question for Eric, though. Um, what, yes. do you, what is your family situation? Are your parents together? Um, what, what does your, do you know what your family does? Uh, I haven't really thought that through. Um, I definitely know that my, my character doesn't have a good family life, but that's not, you know, I don't think any of ours are going to be like, we come from someone's a loving home. Pair, someone's got to have a mom that cooks. Cause I'm going to come over through the back door right. all the time and eat. No, your food. I, definitely. Uh, I like, I like the single mother aspect. Um, and I'm coming over it. to your house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so definitely single mother. Uh, it wouldn't be a Stephen King ish story if there wasn't a problematic dad figure or di- her disappearing dad at some point. So I, I, uh, I definitely, that, that was my thought process there, but I haven't really, I don't want to go like, Oh, my mom's a drunk, but she's she checked could just be out, really overworked, you know, absolutely checked out. She probably works three jobs. Just, yeah, you know. she's always gone, yeah. but she like cares right. about you. She's not like a shitty mom, but she, right. you know, maybe she works down at the Goodwill or the Kmart or whatever it is. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she has a job at, um, at uh, Shelby's Wonderland uh, and she works, you know, at the cannery and she works at the Goodwill. So something like that. Yeah. So. Or maybe she oh. used to have a job at Shelby's Wonderland mm-hmm. And then she lost it, and that's when you know life started to get real bad. Yeah, I like right. that. Uh, yes, Scott, what are you thinking about? Well, I'm concerned because Eric just checked a lot of the boxes that I was going to with my backstory, but I'm going to go through it anyway. Hmm. Uh, I play Bruce Chandling, um, <laughs> who is 14 years old. His fear is spiders. His hmm. motivation is causing a ruckus. Uh, <laughs> And his flaws are poorly behaved and uh, has a dirty mouth that gets him in trouble with authority. Um, Bruce, stretch for you, Scott. Yes. Uh, Bruce looks exactly like Rudy from the Monster Squad. Mm. He has a weird sort of greaser fetish thing mm. going on that he or like, you know, obsession that uh, he may or may not have picked up from his father. We don't know because Bruce never knew his father. Uh, he disappeared at the uh, Shelby Wonderland Park when Bruce was only three years old. Hmm. Uh, so he basically has no memory of the guy. Uh, and he was raised by his mother, who's a police officer. Um, Bruce suspects his mother has some secrets of her own, but doesn't know what they are yet. Uh, his mother's name is Eldona. And um, she's rarely home because she's one of, you know, very few cops on, on the force. In this, Interesting. In this um, uh, can, I, can I make and, a, a quick um, suggestion, Scott? 
Um, maybe sure. your mother's under fire because she's the one who uncovered the mayor's embezzlement in the town is sort of split around her, either allied or against her. No, I think my mom's kind of an asshole, though. I think okay. she's... Um, she maybe abuses her power because it's the only yeah, power Yeah, maybe a dirty cop. Um, I was I was going for like sort of a gender-flipped Harry Bauer, Henry Bowers's parentage thing mm. uh, while leaving the question of who my father is open to interpretation. Right. Uh, Chandling is... My mother, Eldona's name. Uh, Eldona, of course, being the name of the woman that John Candy played in uh, (laughs) Nothing But Trouble. (laughs) Uh, His traits are that he is rebellious and he is uh, skilled at both persuasion and hijinks. Okay. All right. So a few more questions and we'll um, get this rolling even further. Um, We can fill in some gaps. Uh, Mallory, Crystal needs a fear. What is what, what does Crystal fear most? It could be something. She's terrified of the dark, which I think is very funny because she's goth. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, do you know why? Fear. Is, 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 it, is it just a child thing that left over? Does she have a, a certain reason or trauma that, that, that you want to talk about, or do you want to maybe keep that under wraps for now? I'm going to keep it a secret for when something happens when there's the dark. Sassy secrets. All right, uh, we need, cool. I love it. I need uh, two flaws for Crystal. These can be literally anything, but you got to make sure you keep in mind as you play. This could be literally, uh, uh, there's no real mechanical function to flaws. So flaws are literally your character and help inform how you play them. So what are two things that either keep Mallory back or get her in trouble? Uh, because of her backstory, she's very, she has two kind of weirdly conflicting problems. She hates authority. She does not trust anybody because she has no, no parents, but at the same time, she's a super control freak. And she's definitely going to be the one who's kind of the mom in this friendship trio and trying to take care of everybody. All right. We'll do strength. Basically last. because her parents were always gone. She always, she felt that she had to, only take care she was the one who had to take care of herself so she's always used to being in control and that's why she doesn't like authority excellent excellent all right um eric what is uh robbie's fear yes i think he's afraid of being accepted for who he is i know that that's that sounds weird but it's like i kind of picture him as is kind of like a greasy kind of loner kid you know not not greaser like like uh uh, scott's character but you know just kind of this Kid who kid. just keeps everybody at a distance, but like I, I think that he deeply wants, you know, uh, personal relationships and and uh, and stuff. But I think he's also afraid of of being close to anybody. So I think he might have an abandonment issues from, uh, you know, his his mom who doesn't give him the enough attention, the oh, attention that he sad, needs, and sad his Shelbyville kids. He will, <laughs> and, and like his 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 dad. You know, I, I think that. Him not him growing up without a father like has really affected him in a way um, that he can't put his name on or put a put a name on. But uh, so I don't know what that translates into fear. It's not as as easy as just going like spiders. But no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make yeah. it work. Uh, so we vulnerability, to, maybe. Uh, we're Bruce's motivation is causing a ruckus, and Crystal's is getting out of the shitty town. What is Robbie's motivation throughout all this? You know, I don't know. I'm open to suggestions here because I, I I feel like. He, he, he's got an artistic side. So maybe that's his motivation is to kind of explore that. And, uh, um, you know, he, he gets lost in, in photo. He like, he takes, uh, lots of 35 millimeter 
uh, camera photo. Like he, he's got like his dad's old 35 millimeter camera and he's taking pictures around well, town. Maybe but, that's like, it. Maybe he wants to create something. I can definitely see a scenario where like something yeah. shitty and scary is happening, but Robbie is desperately trying to take a photo of it while Crystal right. and Bruce are like, get the fuck out of here. We're going <laughs> right. to die. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I create something beautiful is your motivation. Yeah. You're like the kid in uh, American beauty. Right. Well, that also kind of feeds into, you know, my, my thought of him being a little bit of a firebug too, that he thinks that flame is, is beautiful as well. So fucking weirdo. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I need two flaws for Robbie, Eric. Well, racist. He, he's, he's a, yeah. Jesus. A well, huge he's <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of his flaws is that he doesn't trust people. He's automatically distrustful. Um, it, it, take, it takes a, a minute for him to, to open up to anybody. So he's distrustful is one. I, I also kind of, kind of like, I mean, obviously him being a little bit of a borderline pyromaniac, I think is going to be a flaw and might pop up at some odd moments. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the thing. that works. Okay. I'll tell uh, you right now, crystal smokes cloves and always has a Zippo on her. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be an issue. Bruce hand rolls his own cigarettes. <laughs> oh, of course he fucking would. Yeah. Okay. Next thing we got to do. Uh, there's an area uh, uh, underneath your character description that starts with cool under pressure, easygoing, gross, heroic, intuitive, mm-hmm. oil, etc. Uh, go ahead and immediately check quick healing. All of you have quick healing as young people. Uh, but each of you also get to check two of these. Uh, youth. You, you, each of you get to check two of these. But two more. Two more. And then I will tell you what these mean. I want you to pick these for your character. I want you to pick these based on character okay. choices first. But these will have mechanical effects in the game. But I want you to know the mechanical effects. And I want, I want you to pick these based purely on which ones sound fun and, and make sense for your character. Then I'll tell you what they do. So once you pick two of okay. them, let me know and I'll tell you and I'll tell you what they mean. All right. Crystal is um, protective. She's protective of these two because she doesn't have anyone else. Um, and she's cool under pressure. Mm. All right. So uh, go ahead and write this in your notes section, uh, Mallory. Protective. Mm-hmm. You add plus three whenever you defend one of your friends. Oh, that's lovely. And cool. can I borrow a trait from the teen sheet? Uh, which one do you want to borrow? There was one on there, rebellious. Um, mm. yeah, I, I think I think we'll, we can bend that. We, I'm cool with that. Uh, we'll, we'll, let's get okay. to you real quickly. Um, it fits the character. Yeah, I agree. So cool under pressure. This means Mallory. So mine would be rebellious. Oh, oh let me finish with Mallory real quick. Hmm? Uh, for cool under pressure. You may spend. Oh, I'm one, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you may spend one adversity token, which I'll explain when we need to, uh, to take half of your die's value, um, instead of rolling on a snap decision. That sounds like nonsense. Uh, it'll, it'll make sense, I promise. So you may spend one token, to take <laughs> half of your die's value instead of rolling. Okay. I get. I get the perk there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Scott, what were the two you picked? You said you picked rebellious. Rebellious, I have quick healing automatically, right? Yes. Do yeah, you want to swap that for rebellious? Just to keep the... Does no, that make I'll, things I'll interesting? Let you, I'll let you ride in rebellious. You're, you're on the verge okay. of being a teen, so I'm, I'm going to bend the rules of that happen. Um, so here's okay, rebellious. So two more? Uh, yeah, because you pick, you pick uh, quick healing, rebellious, and one more. Treasure hunter. All right. All right, so go ahead and uh, write this down. For rebellious... Uh, you add plus three to rolls when persuading or resisting uh, persuasion from children. So whenever you are trying to persuade 
uh, children or resist being persuaded by children, you have plus three. And whenever you um, resist being persuaded by adults, you add plus three. So essentially, you people it's much harder Ooh. for people to, to, to talk to you and, get, and convince you to do things. Okay. Uh, and treasure hunter. So if I'm resisting that, like, fuck you, principal, plus three. Or if I'm like, hey, kid, get in the van, plus three. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, treasure hunter. You may spend one adversity token to find a useful item in your surroundings. So you literally, if you have all those tokens, which which you will soon enough, you can spend it to immediately find something useful in the room around you. And I have one of those to start. I don't think anybody starts with a token, um, but you, 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 mm. you'll, you'll get them very, very soon. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah. All right, Eric, what'd you pick? Uh, I picked gross. All right. Uh, you and, have, and uh, oh, good. Okay. You I'm have some to see what the perk that comes with this one. <laughs> yeah, me too. You have some kind of gross bodily trick, loud, quiet, smelly up to you that you can do on command. Oh, I mean, I'm a firebug, so of course it's going to be lighting my farts. It's got to be lighting my farts. You know what I learned? Only a third of people produce methane in their farts. Well, I'm one is of it, the lucky thirds. Baby. It's a it's a genetic thing. All right. And have you ever tried to light a fart? <laughs> Me? No, I haven't. Mallory, have you? No. Jacob? No, never. Although, have you heard of that guy, <laughs> that performer? Like, he like he's like a professional farter. I've I've heard of such things. He like covers his butt in flour, and then so you can like really see, <laughs> see the force see. of his fart. Right. Is he from Shelbyville? Um, which <laughs> other which other strength? Uh, he used here? to work uh, at the Wonderland. <laughs> uh, uh, intuitive. I, I feel like uh, Robbie or Bug. I don't know like how he's gonna right. be addressed. Bug's the nickname, but uh, uh, I feel like he is a lot inside himself. But he's always watching. He's always kind of got a people watching thing. So I feel like, you know, he's not somebody uh, who would be very outward about it, but I think he's always kind of taking everything in and, and uh, processing information. So intuitive kind of felt, felt right to me. All right. So you may spend with your intuitive, you may spend one adversity token to ask me about your surroundings, another character or anything you want. And I must answer honestly. Okay. So I guess now I'll explain what, uh, adversity. What, Go ahead. Uh, what was the, the gross thing is just that I can do something. You can do something really impressively gross on command. Okay. And well, I'm you're not gonna sure how that's going to come into play. You're going to fight but... something. It's going to oh, be I amazing. Am. Got it. All right. So uh, since you all have quick healing, all that means is that you recover quickly from injuries So and don't suffer um, lasting effects from, from being injured. So this means that if you want to keep playing the game over the course of various sessions, you know, a broken arm means you'll be up and up, up and at him more than faster than an adult would. So since I've already mentioned them a few times, uh, adversity tokens. Every time you fail a roll, I, I award you a token, and you, gotta, you can spend these tokens every you want. You can have like you know as many as them as you as you sock up and, and choose to. Uh, needs to be spent on your abilities, as we just talked about, or you can spend them on rolls. Like if you need to roll an eight and you roll the seven, you can spend one token to add plus one, or you can spend five tokens to add plus five. So however many tokens you have, you can add you can use to increase your rolls. Or you can use them to activate your uh, strengths, uh, 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 like we just talked about. So, so that's what those are. They're they're pretty straightforward. Right. Um, I'll make sure you guys get those as the game starts. Uh, okay, I think we're just about another character creation. Um, last thing I do, and this part's really fun because it, it adds a quick little um, some interesting hooks into your relationships. Uh, everybody, get your d twenty ready. That's your big. That's your biggest die. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Robbie Bug Fowler. I'd like you to roll that d twenty. Uh, pick a character. 
either uh, Bruce Chandling or Crystal. When you get not lost in Crystal soon enough, and then roll uh, down. Let's go. Let's go, Bruce. All right, go ahead okay. and roll. Roll a d twenty. Got a nine. Nine. What is the kindest thing this character has ever done for you? Now you mentioned Rudy from the Monster Squad, so I immediately thought of uh, like I was getting picked on at some point. And, I was going to uh, say that that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and, he defended you. Yeah, and he he like races in on his bike and like skids to a stop and you lights a cigarette and yeah. tells him to fuck off. My dick is huge. And <laughs> yeah. then I said something. I, I explode that's something. A friend of mine, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I love this is that that, that actually fills in the backstory. Father. Why are these two 14-year-olds hanging out with this 12-year-old kid? Imagine they saw their neighbor being picked on, and they, and they rushed to his rescue and said, we, we got you, kid. And that's why this kid, who's two well, years younger, which is a lifetime when you're young, you know, is part of the group. Mm-hmm. I think we've always known each other, but maybe that was really the catalyst for all of us hanging out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Eric, go ahead and roll one more time, this time for Crystal. A two. A two. What do, you admire, what do you admire about Crystal but never tell her? Uh, I think that uh, whenever I see her sneaking out back and smoking her cloves, which is what uh, I do, yes, yes. I, I like I I kind of admire how how she can just kind of sneak around in the shadows and not get caught by by her parents. I feel like that that's something that that Bug would be super into. I think he'd be really She's cool. Yeah, cool and sneaky and can like avoid um authority in that way and avoid parents and stuff. All right, so yeah. as you play, so we keep in mind that Bruce respects uh sorry, uh Robbie respects Bruce for uh having saved him from bullies and he has this secret admiration for Crystal. Like Crystal doesn't know Crystal doesn't know that you watch her sneak out, but you know and will and that maybe we'll see how that plays into things. All right, you're Scott. making it sound a lot more weirder than I intended it to. <laughs> by the way, no, it's t- totally innocent. Totally innocent. Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, Scott, Scott, man, Scott, your turn. Go ahead and uh, start with either Robbie or Crystal and roll one d twenty. Oh, go Crystal and I pulled a nineteen. <laughs> Perfect. Nineteen. The first nineteen roll of uh, of this uh, game, by the way, Stephen mm-hmm. King. Uh, what's your first memory of Crystal? What is the first thing that Bruce remembers about Crystal? See, we live next door to each other. At least um, on the same street, yeah. Yeah, probably on the same street. And we're the same age. No, I think um, I think I saw her pull a prank on a uh, like a cheerleader type in middle school. Cheerleaders <laughs> don't really exist in middle school, but pep squad maybe. One of the popular girls. I saw this goth girl pull a prank in the cafeteria on this uh, sort of preppy type and thought it was very funny. Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and roll one more time, this time for Robbie. 13. 13. Ooh. What about this character always makes you happy? I find his borderline psychosis very charming. I, and I'm not smart enough to, be, to feel that it's dangerous. Uh, I just think it's very interesting. All right, so keep those in mind as you play the game. Uh, as these are things that sort of help define your relationship with those two. All right, Mallory, let's do crystals. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20 for either uh, Robbie or Bruce. I'm calling him Bug because I have a more maternal relationship, and I rolled a fucking natty 20, baby. Mm. All right. What item does this character give you that you treasure? 
he gave me my Zippo and it's got, it's, so, but it's not just a Zippo. It's one of those like, cause in, in New England beach towns, there's always like those weird stores that sell like nunchucks and like wolf t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> so it has like stars. a wolf, it, it's like really cheesy. It has a wolf on it. Um, but I would never tell him that it's cheesy and I treasure it and I use it every day. And it's absolutely like a knockoff Zippo. It's not like a good Zippo. No, it's, just it's one like that a Zippo. Looks... Like it's yeah. some, it's something ridiculous. <laughs> Love it. All right, it's awesome. All right, so one more die roll. This one for Bruce. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, what is the bravest thing you've ever seen this character do? I'm gonna get deep, folks. I saw Bruce beat up his dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I didn't know my dad after I was oh, wait. three. Oh shit! Shit. Okay. Um, I, heard I, I saw. I saw Bruce beat up one of his mom's shitty boyfriends and kick him mm. out of the house. Hell yes! And that really endeared me to him when he was like twelve years old, and uh, it really makes me want to protect everybody with his own cane. <laughs> with his uh what was this what was the toy that was back then that beat, beat the shit out of him with a stretch armstrong and a sock <laughs> a broken teddy ruxpin oh my god i had one of those <laughs> okay but not, uh, not the teddy ruxpin the caterpillar one that nobody wanted was it the other one the other talking the other one thing? yeah all right the last the thing you guys gotta do is there area in your sheet for your for your backpack and here, just write right. down a handful of things, maybe two to three, no more than that, that you always have on you, uh, right. that, that you just always carry with you no matter what. And think about your character, think about the things we discussed, and think about how what you write down here will inform that. Are we sharing this, or are we just keeping it to ourselves? Um, you can share which ones you want to. If there's something that you keep secret, then you don't have to share it, as long as it's written down there. I can share mine. They're pretty obvious. It's yeah. my cloves, it's my Zippo, and a stick of black lipstick. Nice. I think I'm always carrying around the 35 millimeter camera. It's like old and beat up and barely works, but I always have my camera on me, a box of matches, of course. Um, and I think you you remember when you were a kid that your library would have like a 20 year old monster encyclopedia. I, I probably don't know if, have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I stole mine from, from a, uh, the library and I've, I, I I would, I'd love to have a little bit of uh, Mark Petrie in me where I'm just kind of obsessed with fictional monsters. And so I, I look at, you know, I kind of obsessively study it and I carry this, uh, this thick encyclopedia of like monster and monster lore with me at all times. Can I make a weird request of you? Sure. Can we pick yes. a, a um, whether it be fictional or not, but can we pick a brand for these matches? Something that always struck me about Stephen King was that he was very, Stephen King's always very focused about like the, the, the details like that. Like it was right. a particular brand of matches or a particular brand of typewriter or a particular brand of jeans. Well, I mean, I, my thought is that, you know, since we're still in the early nineties that my, the easiest way I could get matches would be like going down to beach pizza and getting the beach pizza. Nice. Like, but I want like, like the little box of matches, not like a little cardboard thing, you know, where you shake it and you can hear them. So, yeah, but like little promotional. Still have, uh, I mean, I'm thinking of all the places in town that would still have a place like that. Be restaurants, beach pizza, some of the hotels, but they would definitely be available. I kind of like the idea of you stealing them from where, I, wherever yeah. you go. Yeah. I just kind of sticky fingered, uh, anything that can create fire, whatever, <laughs> which is how, probably how I got my hands on that Zippo I gave you. Yeah, but All you right. didn't tell me. 
Oh, absolutely uh, not. Scott, uh, do you want to share what's in Bruce's backpack? Um, Bunch I'll of share porno two, mags. I'll share two. <laughs> I'll share two of them. The other one is not a porno mag, but I'd like to keep it to myself for now. Sure, sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Porno mags. <laughs> um, I too always have cigarettes, but I don't have a lighter because I'm always what brand? Up. We got to know what brand. They're hand rolled, baby. Like, oh, well, but no, but you have to have a brand. It would be um. Oh shit! Hold it's on. Lucky Strike Tobacco. Okay. And uh, I I keep I keep about twenty of them pre rolled on me. You know, that's a ritual I have at night. Is whenever I get home, I'll roll twenty. That's what for the, the kids are day. calling it. Rolling your cigarettes, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I Bruce would absolutely smoke pot. He just doesn't have access to it in this hellhole fucking town. Um, the second one I'm keeping to myself, and the third one is uh, Bruce has kind of a sweet tooth, so he always has a package of red vine, red nope. licorice. They don't. Him. No, you have to be Twizzlers. What? They don't have. Okay, red then I'm changing that. He always has Starbursts on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they don't. I, I never saw a red vine until I moved to California. Actually, no, I'm changing it again. He has like, you know, those like if you go to a gas station, those cherry sour balls that they sell oh, yeah. for like 50 cents yes. a package to this day. He always has those. I was going to say, this t- does not seem like a brand name town. Yeah. All right. So my last question, everybody. That's why is- I went with red vines. Uh, are all your stats filled out? Your fight, your flight, your brains, your brawn, your charm and grit, mm-hmm. all of those are filled out with, you, with the full die number. Mm-hmm. Did, did we want to share that with each other before we go? Yeah, or did, I, I, does that I, matter? Let's go ahead and share because I, I would like to have everybody know it's the basic shape of what our abilities are. So uh, Eric, let's start with okay. you. What, what are Robbie's so, uh, stats? I put uh, my D20 at grit. Um, I just feel like that this is a, a kid that is a little bit distanced, but kind of ready for everything. You know what I mean? My D12, I put in flight. Uh, I think he's just a squirrely kid. Uh, D10 is in brawn. I think that he is definitely not as good of a fighter, but I think that he has enough, um, th- that he's got that like kind of raw strength if he wants to. Uh, D8, brains. Uh, D6, fight. And D4, charm. I think that he weirds a lot of people out on first blush, so I don't think he's a very charming kid. All right. Uh Let's go with Mallory next. Mallory, tell us where you put Crystal's dice. Uh, so for uh, the my D20, it's Brains. She's wicked, wicked smart. Uh, she thinks that's her ticket out. Um, for my D12 is Grit. You know, just being a kid who's had to raise herself. She's got a lot of it. Uh, charm, I put 10. Uh, as a girl who's grown up in this town, she knows how to talk to everybody and get what she wants if she really needs to. She doesn't like to do it because she hates authority. But if we're really in a pickle, she can be like, oh, well, gee whiz, Mr. So-and-so. She can get up. She can do it a little bit. Uh, eight, I put Flight. Um Six, I put fight. She's pretty scrawny. You remember, she's living off Hungry Man's. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, four for bronze. She just doesn't have a lot of strength in her. Mm. All right. And uh, Scott, tell us about Bruce's dice. Charm is 20. Ooh. Nice. Uh, grit is 12. Jammin. Jammin. <laughs> yeah. He's super persuasive. He can talk his way in and out of any kind of trouble. You know, very, very, very persuasive. This is not based on me. Um. <laughs> Hold on, porno mag in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Wampler. 
Actually, talking myself into and out of trouble is perhaps my greatest strength. So that one is me. Um, <laughs> grit is at 12. Fight is at 10. Brawn is at 8. I wrote it down as bronze for some reason. <laughs> um, brains is at 6. And flight is at 4. All right. Sounds like we have our cast, guys. Sounds like we have our, our, our cast of our RPG ready to go. Robbie, Bug Fowler, Bruce Chandling, and Crystal. Do you have a last name for Crystal yet? Connor. Connor. Crystal. Cece for short. Uh, only you can call me Cece. <laughs> if you're from the Northeast, isn't be Crystal be with a K? Like the burger joint? No, actually, oh my God. So I went to school with a girl whose name was Crystal Pond. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Right. Uh, can we take a quick pause so I can grab some wine? Sure. Now that this we're... This is a good spot to do it. Yeah, I will say, while you're on your break, uh, think about the one last question I have. Why are the three of you heading to Saturday Detention together? That is my last question for the group before we start. Mm-hmm. So think about that while you get wine. Ooh. This, this could be multiple things. It could be me setting a fire somewhere and you guys around trying to put it out to get me out of trouble. It could be... Bruce kind of mouthing off and creating a scene that we get sucked into. I think the crystal getting caught smoking her cloves. Yes. Oh, for sure. Cause that's, (laughs) I don't like authority, but I also don't really, you know, I'm trying to be good at school. So you might be more political. I think that Bruce um, hot wired the lunch monitors car during the lunch break. And we all took it for a little spin around the block, you know, Ooh. assuming that they wouldn't come outside and discover their cover or their car gone. But uh, she saw it drive right past the windows and uh, we got immediately busted. So we're there for like minor Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> like whatever the the it never left school ground. So, is. yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think, I think that's the reason why you're all Perfect. Saturday attention. Perfect. Wait, I missed Eric. Eric what was yours? Uh, well, I think we're all we're all there together. I just threw out an idea of me like setting a fire, you know, doing something, right. something crazy. And you guys tried to help me put it out or tried to put it out to save me from getting in trouble or whatnot. But uh, yeah, uh, I like but the I like idea, idea of me and Bruce, of Crystal and Bruce always kind of like trying to protect you from trouble, but you always doing something <laughs> so ridiculous right. that is very always. difficult for us. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to the tension first. I want to um, open this with a bit of a cinematic. Let's, let's open this with the uh, opening crane helicopter or uh, drone shot coming in from the ocean. We see gray, depressing beaches. We see boats shacked up on piers that we haven't moved in years. Along the shore, we see uh, splotches of bright orange as the trees start to turn to fall. Like So it, uh, it's just like this gray mass with highlights of orange and crystal you have uh, sorry Mallory you have something to say I was going to say I'm just picturing the opening thing for Castle Rock Entertainment (laughs) (laughs) as our helicopter crane drone moves in along the coast uh, we get our first look at the defining feature of our town uh, Shelby's Wonderland World of Fun the roller coaster looks incredibly sad clearly hasn't run in years Ferris wheel looks like it's going to topple over any second Handful of employees, handful of disappointed-looking tourists. Our camera moves in slowly, slows down near a ticketing booth, just in time for a rumble and a shake and a geyser of shit to gurgle up and shoot into the air. <laughs> and as this happens, a car 
drives by. And our camera whip pans to the car. That's where we see uh, Crystal Connor sitting in the passenger seat of her dad's truck as she's being driven to Saturday attention. Dad, uh, I'm assuming Crystal's dad is drinking a beer even though he's driving. Oh, yeah. He's got a rose soda for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what is Crystal wearing? What, what does she look like in, uh, in, in the situation so we can get a mental image of her? She's wearing a pair of big black Doc Martin boots, fishnet stockings on both her legs and her arms. She has a crushed velvet baby doll dress and uh, a very poorly boxed eye job, uh, black hair, very, very long and straight. And she's trying to keep it in her face as much as possible because she's very sad. She doesn't see her dad very often and she doesn't want the very small time amount of time they spend together to be him driving her to Saturday detention. Yeah, And Mr. Connor sees a shit and says appropriately, Look at that pile of shit. Chris, is he a pile of shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he seems kind of impressed by it. Uh, it, it one of the most exciting thing he's certainly seen in days, but that he didn't keep, turns his eyes back to the road, sips his beer and says, Crystal, I had to put off the drive today to drive you to detention. Do you, you have a ride back? I, I'm, I'm gone the moment you're, I drop you off. And Crystal knows that she doesn't, but she's so sad about disappointing her father that she lies. And she says, yes, I have a ride. Don't do it again, all right? I, I, I like I like seeing you. I like hanging out with you, girl, but let me come home the good news this time. Can you do that? Oh, she's so heartbroken. And this, the worst part about all of this is that it makes her want more than anything another fucking cigarette. <laughs> yeah, and he pulls his stop in front of the school. We'll describe school in a second. He says, all right, I'll be, I'll be back in a week. Uh, there's some frozen dinners in the fridge. Just uh, lock the door when you leave. Um, I'll try to call when I can from the road, okay? Thanks, Dad. She leans over and gives him like one uh, a one armed hug and tries to hide her face because she's so sad and embarrassed. And he doesn't really notice. He gives her a smile. He finishes his beer, tosses the can out the window, gives a little two fingered salute and a smile, and he's gone. Uh, Mister Connor is leaving the state for parts unknown on his next job. Robbie, how are you getting Saturday attention? Is somebody driving you? Are you walking? Are you biking? How, how do you get here? Oh, I'm walking. Yeah. Mom's probably passed out from, uh, not not from drinking, but pr- from exhaustion that she's, uh, uh, th- this is a Saturday detention, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she worked a, a late night shift and uh, uh, yeah, so I'm walking. I'm just walking by myself. Are you hanging on Main Street? You're walking past a lot of uh, shuttered buildings. Are you walking past... Um, the Dunkin' Donuts, where there's a handful of people inside. There's a the local newspaper stand uh, uh, is outside, and you see headlines about uh, the, the, sh- the literal shit geysers erupting over town, especially, and reports of just sewer problems all over the city, uh, unexplained. Uh, and this has definitely dominated the news, you've noticed, more so than the uh, mayor's embezzlement scandal. As you walk by the Dunkin' Donuts, are you hungry? Do you, do you like, 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 have you, have you eaten today? You said your mom's been out working. Uh, yeah, I can. I, I bet I grabbed some like old stale pop tarts or something like uh, as I was leaving the house. Uh, I definitely don't have pocket money to just go and grab donuts on the way back on the way to detention. Yeah, and uh, the guy behind the counter of the donut donuts through the glass catches your eye. He sees you with a look of revulsion. He he knows this is that mm. this is that fucking kid, and mm. his his eyes his eyes say oh. keep moving. Into Robbie, it. you reach the, you reach a school. You you see, you see Crystal idling. Uh, I think she's lit in a cigarette, right? 
Yeah, she waits till her dad is right out of sight and standing on the curb far enough away that people can't really see her from inside the school. And she smokes ha- she she smokes them in, in portions. She doesn't smoke them at all at a time because they're expensive. So she only smokes mm-hmm. like a quarter or a half at a time. So she's smoking a quick quarter and then she's uh, in the process of stubbing it out and putting it back in the box when she sees Bug. Mm. All right. And we cut over to Bruce Chandling. Scott, how is Bruce getting to Saturday attention? On his bike, buddy. Tell me what's your bike. Beauty. Yeah. Can it have those thingies so I can ride on the back? Yes, absolutely. It is fully pegged out. We have pegs on the front. We have pegs on the back. The (laughs) bike is otherwise jet black. Has been to hell and back. So it's got uh, some scratches and what have you. But, uh, you know, it gets the job done. As and my mom home. and uh, op- Officer Chandling was not available to drive me to detention this morning. <laughs> uh, as I'm assuming you're you're a reckless spiked rider, right? I'm assuming you're going through lawn, you're going up curbs, you're not respecting the road. Yeah, quickest quickest route possible for Bruce. Soon no as begun, helmet. soon as done. Uh, describe no one particularly dangerous thing you do. I've got the fucking pompadour. I don't need a helmet. Describe one particularly dangerous thing you do. Describe one particularly irresponsible or dangerous thing you do on this route to school. Rather than going the long way around, I find a shortcut cut between two houses and um, knock over a man that's watering his lawn. All right. Uh, the man sees you. He turns, he turns, raises his fist and, and yells at you. Hey kid, stop right there. What do you do? I throw him a middle finger and keep riding. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm All Bruce right. fucking chandling. <laughs> Bruce arrives at the school. The three of you are all arriving at the same time. Uh, maybe, maybe about 15 minutes late. I'm assuming. Um, no, Crystal would never be late. Okay, Crystal would never be late. So, so Crystal's on time. Um, I guess maybe I guess maybe the rest of the other two you will be well because we all I want you all at the same time. So I'm gonna call them all again. So you're all here on the right time. Uh, let's have a little scene. Right. Um, how, 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 do you guys have a handshake? How do you, how do you greet each other? Oh, I uh, am. I'm too goth for handshakes, so I give a little like heads up to both of them. Yeah, the backwards yeah. nod is is how we do it. Yeah. Yeah, B- Bug would be very quiet. Maybe hey, one of them asks, oh, hey, is your up? dad leaving for another week? Because maybe my house, when my, whenever my mm. dad is gone, our my house is like our the house where we go to like hang out. And so mm. maybe one of the, I don't know which one of you wants to, but be like, oh, is your dad gone for the next week? Because they probably, they know me well enough now to, now to know my dad's trucking schedule. Yeah, I think I think you two definitely realize that she is definitely uh, more yeah. down than usual. Let's play that out. Let's have one of you ask, your, ask what's up. Uh, what's going on? I say to Crystal. Oh, oh! I say, yeah, my dad's gone. You know, he's taken a load of Charmin to Minnesota this week, so I won't be seeing him till next weekend. He ought to be keeping that around here, given all the shit geysers in the area. <laughs> Can I just tell you one thing? <laughs> I, uh, one of my friend's dads used to call it toilet paper shit tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah. It's a great one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be alone for the next week. If you guys want to come home, come over tonight, we can watch some monster movies or something. Yeah, and totally. I, in it. Totally. In yeah. It. Yeah. My ears probably perk up at monster movies. And so I'd be going like, which one, an old one or a new one? Duh. Obviously an old one. All right. And from here, you, you the, the school doors open and out walks a very beefy, stocky, powerful looking man in his mid forties, maybe 45 balding, but but clearly a guy who is a high school athlete gone to seed, but he's not, he's not gotten fat. He's gotten big. This is principal Duncan Spiner. You guys know him very well. He's your adversary. There's no love lost here. He immediately points one finger 
at Crystal and says, drop it out, put it out right now. I'm extra pissed now because this was like my little quarter of the cigarette that I was holding. You know, I, I, each cigarette is so precious to me and I have to toss it on the ground, but I don't crush it hoping that maybe I can come pick it up later. So he approaches the three of you and says, what were your names? Fowler, Chandling, Connor. After me, we have a long day of you two, ato- of you three atoning for your sins inside my school. I roll my eyes. Same. Uh, can can I can I make a, an action here? I assume the principal's turn turns around and is leading us back into the school at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna fart on him? I think I'm sneaky enough. Right, there might be a flight check. I don't know. I'm gonna try to to uh, save Crystal's uh, clove cigarette that she just threw away. Thank you. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, since his back is turned, it should be super easy. Since the first skill check, here's how it works. This will be a flight right. check since it's a, dex- it's a dexterous action. It's about speed and, and stealth. I said right. a, a difficulty. Uh, since it's right. super easy, I'm going to say this is a three. So you roll whatever dice is in your flight. If you get a three or higher, you right. succeed at this. All right. It's a D12. So rolled it. I got a five. Five. All right. You managed to, uh, you, you successfully grab it. You, um, let's see. Um, you succeed, but not impressively by, by that dice roll. So um, you grab it. And it's in your hands, but just last moment, Principal Signer turns. Young man, open your hand. I open my other hand. All right. He <laughs> uh, he, he buys that since he did succeed. He turns around and keeps on walking. Nice. <laughs> Fucking spinner, this clown. <laughs> and I, and I, spinner. Uh, what is it? Spiner. Spiner. Spiner is such a fucking good name. You're right. uh, I think they should yeah. call him Spinner, though, as like yeah. sit and spin. Uh, like Spinner is sort of their derogatory I'm into it. name. I'm into for it. It. Principal Duck and Spinner, mm. aka Spinner. I love it. All right, can, uh, real quickly, as he's leading you in, which one of you has the uh, highest brains? Me. Right, I want you to go ahead and roll a brains check against uh, difficulty of five. Oh, fuck. I rolled a three. Three. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are in uh, a coma. As far as. <laughs> <laughs> um, things seem perfectly normal to you. This is just another ordinary Saturday detention. Uh, who has the highest grit? Uh, me, I'm D20. Go ahead and roll that against a five difficulty. Uh, 11. 11, so that's a difference of six, which means that you succeed quite impressively. You would know something immediately. Hell yeah, I do. Something in your gut is off. You've been doing enough detentions. You've been in Spiner's office so much <coughs> that you know something is off about him. He, seem, he seems to be walking stiffly. He seems to be paler, sweatier. He seems nervous. Hmm. And Crystal didn't notice it. Um, but you have, you know, you, you, something in your gut says something. Crystal's is, just so stoked about getting her butt back that she's like not paying attention. <laughs> it, uh, should, should I do something here with this with this information, or are we waiting for Bruce's? Uh, no, I, I think if you let if you, me you, let me take it. If there's an action to be made here, I'll take it. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and um, which high, what's higher, your grit or your brains, Scott or uh, Bruce? Grit is higher. I'm at 12. All right, go ahead and roll your grit against a difficulty of five. We'll see if you notice this too. 11. 11? So, yeah, the same thing. You uh, you also notice that something's up with Spinner. Uh, Spinner is mm-hmm. clearly very, very preoccupied. Something's on his mind. So, mm-hmm. our boys have noticed it. Crystal haven't. You guys are far enough behind him as he's leading you into the school that if you want to have a scene, you can now. Crystal is so distracted that she doesn't notice that the both of you are like you're you're making eyes at each other. You're like kind of confused. I'm right. just like tucking this little shitty quarter butt into my pack, and I'm so stoked about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think 
I, I, I'm looking at, at Bruce and we both like recognize in each other's eyes that something's off and we look to Crystal and she's obviously not. Uh, so I think that what I would, I, my character is probably more quiet than Bruce is, but I'd probably tell Bruce it's like, like something, something's weird, isn't it? Like you feel something weird. Yeah. Crystal, you know anything weird? Notice anything weird about Spinner today? Huh? What? Fine. Look at how he's walking. That's when I kind of turn around and I'm like, I guess. And why does he look so pale? I don't know. He always looks kind of shitty. I know, but he's sweatier than usual this time. Huh. That's when I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess something is kind of weird. I'd like to take an action here. Yeah, what do you want to do? (laughs) I want to yell forward to Spinner and say, hey, old man Spinner, you doing all right today? Yeah, I, I think this is going to be charm. I, I think that he's very resistant to your charms. So I'm going to make this a difficulty of 12. All righty. Seven. Fuck. Seven. All right. Um, you fail, but not too badly is the definition here. Um, uh, Principal Spiner says, keep walking. Detention is this way. And by now you're in the building. I'll describe you. Um, this is um, uh, uh, this is Ephraim Shelby Middle School. It's essentially a giant L. It's one L-shaped hallway. Uh, when you first enter, there's offices, there's classrooms, there's a gymnasium, library, uh, the things you would all expect to be in a small town middle school. And he's leading you down the hallway along the first curve to the to, to the room where the tension is going to be held. Uh, and as you're passing by, uh, something catches Prince Spiner by surprise. The, the janitor is, uh, is is there. He is mopping the floor, and he sees the kids, and he brightens up. And this is uh, Eugene Carruthers. Everyone calls him Genie. He's in his 60s. His face looks messed out to hell, but his hair is perfect. He's, he, every, everything about his body is wrecked except for his hair. His, he smiles. So he's a werewolf? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he smiles. like Wayne Diamond from Uncut Gems. Uh, <laughs> he smiles a toothless smile at the kids. And uh, you, you guys, I, I think you guys all like Genie. He, he's a really chilled guy. Uh, he's like, hey, kids, how you doing? Saturday attention? Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, he goes, oh, man. These uh, folks can't take a joke, Jeannie. You know how it is. And, and he says, well, let you out early for good behavior. I know that from, I know that from experience. And he lets out this huge laugh. And he, uh, and he, uh, then this is where the principal spiner sees him and says, what are you doing here? It's Saturday. And he says, I'm, I'm here to, I'm, I'm here to do some maintenance work in the, in, uh, in the locker room. I need to get, I need to get to the boiler room. And this, you see, and this is where principal spiner starts yelling at him in a whisper. He's doing a yellow whisper right in his face. He can't quite pick it up. And there's some ang- angry shouting, some angry gesturing toward the boiler room door. And Jeannie just says, fine, I'll take care of it later. And he grabs his mop bucket and drags it off in the direction of the gymnasium. Spiner motions for you guys to follow him in the classroom. I certainly look, I look back at both Bug and Bruce and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm definitely giving, giving eyes like something, something so off here. I don't know if I'm on the verge. I'm not quite on a, a panic yet, but like this is making me very uncomfortable. All right. This- I'm assuming that Spiner might be angrier than I thought about our, our collective transgression mm. with the car. But yeah, maybe I, I think we just assume that it's about us instead yeah, of something bigger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, it's clear that he's upset to me or in a different state than he normally is. But I'm not assigning it to anything, you know, particularly fantastical. Crystal went into this being slightly annoyed and now she's starting to get a little nervous. All right. He leads you to the first classroom when you're right. And sitting here are the two other students who are here for sorry attention. You don't know them too well. There's Lord Newton, very sweet, very shy, from one of the 
few relatively well-off families in town. She's always dressed very nice. Did you say very nicely. L- Lord? I'm sorry. Did uh, you say Lord Newton? Uh, Laura Newton. I'll, 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 Laura oh, Newton. Okay. Uh, there's a a fancy (laughs) lad here Uh, Laura Newton very sweet very shy little girl and Teddy Brisker the class clown he's in detention every week him being here is not surprising and they're both already just sitting there at their desk waiting and uh, Principal Spiner motions for you guys to take your seats at your desks we all sit together in the back in the back yeah Yeah. and this is where Principal Spiner closes the door walks for the classroom and says I want you all to stand up and kneel. Lord Newton, do- <laughs> uh, Lord Newton does it immediately. Lord Newton stands up. She immediately does what she says. Teddy breaks into laughter. Sounds like that's what Bruce does too. I immediately say, uh, I'm wearing a dress. I have no padding on my knees right now. And I say, yeah, I'm not doing that, old man. Principal Spiner says, put his hands together, deep, uh, deep, deep prayer clasp, and says, I want all of you stand up and kneel right now. Right so far, Laura's the only one doing it. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to take my cues from, from everybody else. I like, still, I, I, I still I won't. won't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it. In <laughs> fact, in fact, I'm going to tell him, um, if this is some sort of religious thing, I don't want any part of it. You know, I'm here to be punished, not re-educated. And I, yeah. I'm th- I, I don't say it, but I'm thinking the I had to save up to buy these fishnet tights from the mall. I'm not kneeling on this dirty <laughs> ass floor. Right. Mm-hmm. Principal Spiner does not fight this. He puts his hands together and starts whispering the Lord's Prayer. Laura Newton says it along with him. Teddy looks back. You guys like, the shit is this? You guys don't know Teddy well, but you like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finishes the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. He crosses himself. Laura does too. Laura gets back in her chair. And then Principal Spiner says, "Each of you will be uh, will be writing an essay today." Uh, and by uh, and he, go, and he goes to the white the, the chalkboard, grabs chalk, says, "This is your prompt." He writes, "All things serve the beam." Hmm. And then he leaves, slams the door behind him, and you hear the door lock. The five of you are now alone. The three of you, Teddy and Laura. Laura has immediately gotten out some pen and paper, and is clearly trying to figure this out. Teddy is just. Slacking uh, off. Laura, our uh, Crystal immediately beckons Teddy over, and we all wait a minute so we stop until we can no longer hear uh, Spiner's mm-hmm. footsteps in the distance. And we, I turn around and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and um, I'm like, "What is that? What does that phrase even mean?" Crystal's starting to get stressed out because she's actually wicked fucking good at essays, and she's like, <laughs> "I don't even what is." What's the fucking beam? Maybe it's one of the things like holding up the uh, pier. Hmm. Yeah. Or, and I'm like, maybe it's like the beams of the school, like the architecture. I say maybe it's a Jesus thing. Laura turns well, around and, and says, oh, like sunbeams or some shit. Well, Laura- I'm like, I, is that Crystal has never been to church before. So she's like, was Jesus crucified on a beam? In a sense. Laura turns and- around. Laura turns around and says, shh. Guys, I'm trying. I don't want to get in trouble again. It's my first time here. I, I don't want to be in trouble. Can-, can we all just try to write the essay, please? I roll my eyes at her, and she looks genuinely hurt. She looks like you stabbed her in the gut, and she turns away and like slumps in her seat. Hmm. Don't you hear the rattle? Wait, should the door. we get out of here? The door opens before you, oh. before you, before you can answer. Principal Spiner's back. He says, "Laura, there's a call for you in my office." She says, "Okay." He takes her shoulder. He leaves out of the hallway, door slams shut, you hear the door lock again. 
Can I uh, go and look at whatever uh, Laura was writing? I- I'm curious that if oh, she seemed smart. to get right on right on the assignment, since none of us have any idea what that means. Yeah, you can go look for sure. I think uh, I- I'm going to edge over and, and look at uh, the the beginnings of her essay and see what she was writing. Yeah, um, you have a hard time making it out. It's written very quickly, as if she's trying to get something out of her really fast. You recognize mm. certain words like crimson tower portal references to mm. a grand journey. Can we mm. search the classroom? I turned yeah. to I turned to everyone and I'm like, why don't we look through the fucking desk? Who's maybe desk? there's something the the desk at the front of the room? Maybe there's something in there. All right, I don't see why not. There might be maybe the cool beam is a book that we missed out on or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe the beam is a bottle of Jim Beam hidden in that drawer. <laughs> and then I laugh and I'm like, knowing Spinner over here. Fucking lush. All right, you approach the desk, and then um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell Bug to go check the drawers in the desk. All right, Bug, and is I will like, absolutely go do that. I'm up to mischief, so I like it. I'll do it. Uh, the first few drawers are random papers, pens and pencils, nothing super serious. But the main drawer is locked with a cheap desk lock. It is here that I will reveal the other item in my bag: <laughs> a porno bag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bruce at all times has a switchblade on him, which he has become very good at picking locks with, among other things. Bruce, yeah, Bruce is a little hoodlum, son. So, uh, he's like, I got it, and he steps up to the desk and inserts the blade into the lock. All right, this is a very cheap lock, uh, so I'm gonna make this a skill roll of eight against your grit. This is a street level skill. Eight. Eight, yeah, you barely manage to break that lock open, and the door slides open. And you I told find... y'all I could do it. <laughs> and you find what looks to be a massive wad of paper folded in on itself, covered in ink stains, and you haven't even opened it yet, but it looks like something that like something very bad. Like something you find in a very bad person's room. I'm going to uncrumple it and look at it. Uncrumple it. And you start seeing very similar things to what Laura was writing. Lots of references to names you don't recognize, things, places you don't recognize, but also about him, about how he must serve him. The only way is uh, uh, the only only way to close it is to do his bidding. Okay. All right. Before before I say anything else to the group about what's on the paper, I want to approach the door, the exit to the room, and put my ear to it and see if I can hear anything from up the hallway. Uh, go ahead and roll a. Uh, let's do a grit check for this one, and this will be a. Uh, let's do a, a, a seven for this. Eight again. Eight again. Yeah. Um. In the stillness of the Saturday morning, you hear the cha- the sound of chains rattling, from the very far end of the school. Hmm. Okay, okay. Now I'm going to turn to the group and say. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Crystal, all of a sudden, the hairs on her, the back of her neck are starting to stand up. She's like, she. It, this is really hard for her because she doesn't want to get in trouble because she knows she's disappointing her dad. But she's like, all right, guys, mm. my dad's not going to be here for a week. If we get in trouble over this, you know, at least I'll wait a while. I think we need to get out of here. Yeah. I'm just getting weird vibes from this whole thing. Can we get out thing. the windows? Can we? Let's. I think we should all go as a group to check out the windows to see if we can jump out. If, it's if an we get in trouble building, for this, we'll say we looked out the window and we saw, 
I don't know, uh, a guy being chased by a dog and we were going out to help. That'll be our excuse. Crystal's trying to rationalize this. She's like, maybe maybe Spinner is drunk. Maybe, you know, something's going on. Uh, That's totally explainable, but something is giving her the creeps and we get it. And if it's an L-shaped building, I'm assuming that's going to be, means it's first floor. We should be able to get out of these windows. Uh, Crystal, um, something catches your eye. As, you, as, as you're looking over these notes, can you make an intelligence check, or sorry, brains check, against a difficulty of five? Three again. Christ. Uh, three. There's something. You get a token. You get an adversity token for this. So uh, on your sheet, mark one token. Has anybody else failed a token? I should, I should, I should have um, been doing this as well. Um, is anybody no, else I'm failed? the first one to fail. You're first fail. Okay. Yeah, Scott, one fail. I failed one. I've got two. I failed oh, two. So you have two tokens then, uh, and Scott will have one token. And these can be spent to yeah. add plus one to any, to any any failed roll, and you can also spend them to activate some of your abilities based on what you have. Okay. All right, so, uh, Crystal, something in these notes rings a bell, but you're too stressed out for it to make sense right now. She's really Crystal's super fucking anxious right now. <laughs> I will say that um, some uh, if if either of you are too, you guys see her looking at them. If either of you want to try a brains check on this, you're welcome to. If you feel like you you want to against a difficulty of five, uh, I'm down to try. My my uh, brains are d8, so not it's gonna. Better than mine. I got a six. All right, I'll give it a shot. Rolling three, not gonna. Oh, brutal. Yeah, you also. So at least I get a token. You get a token. You. You see that Crystal is trying. You see maybe you peer over her shoulder, trying to see if you can make sense of it, but you also can't. Right. And Andrew's catching the window. Right. I'm going to give, give, sh- give it a shot since, right. I mean, the worst that can happen is I fail too and get another token, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you can get a real bad paper cut. Or go <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. What are we doing? Brains? Uh, yeah, brains yes. uh, against yeah. five. Fuck, Three. Here's what introduce the next rule is yeah, that when you're in a, a future, when you're in a controlled situation, when you're in a situation where things are not life and death, not being snap decisions, another, another, another character in the room with you can spend their adversary tokens to add to your role. So if, but you have to explain to me what you're doing to help Bruce resolve this no, problem. I think we should save them when shit really hits. Yeah. I'm saving them. those bad boys right. up. Because this I is think just we need to focus that, now on how we get out of the fucking... That wad of paper, right? Although yeah, I am going to turn to Teddy and say, hey, does any of this seem fucking weird to you? Uh, Teddy says, hey, man, I'm just here for detention. I'm not going to get in any trouble. I, 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 this is weird, but I'm not going to try to break any windows. Teddy's picking his nose. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he might have some sort of information. <laughs> That's when you hear a rattle at the door again. Spiner's back. Okay. Um... Chris will go over to the door and keep him distracted. I'm going to break one of these. Windows. I'm going to I'm going to use my charm to to talk to him while uh while uh, Bruce tries to Jimmy open the window. All right, so um, he comes in. He sees you all standing. He says, "Why aren't you working? Why aren't you?" Writing? And I go, I say, oh, "Principal Spiner, I have really bad lady problems. I have really bad cramps. I need a tampon." All right, this is going to be Bruce diff- from across the room. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be difficulty of fifteen because he's clearly gonna be hard to convince about this. All right, here's how this works. If, if you roll, if you happen to roll a ten, it's called an exploding die. If you roll a ten, you can roll again and add to it. So there's always oh, a chance. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Here we go. Three. Oh my god. 
four. Four. Okay. Um, so this is uh, failure is bad, but not a disaster. He says, take a seat right now. So I still pretend that I have cramps and I kind of like hold my midsection and like waddle over to a seat and sit down trying <laughs> to like honestly take up as much time and make as much of a scene to distract him just for a few seconds to give Bruce more time to look at the windows. All right. Um, but I'm was- going to I'm going to turn to uh, Principal Spiner and say uh, like gesturing out the window. I just saw Genie out there slashing some tires on one of those cars. All right. This is going to be a difficulty roll of 15 against your charm. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Seven. Five. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's see. Um, failure is bad, but not a disaster. He takes you. He grabs your shoulder and forcefully pushes you towards your chair and sits you down. Then he looks over at Robbie and motions for you to sit down too. And I'm just going to kind of meekly sit down. Now he looks to Teddy and says, Teddy, you have a phone call in the office. And Teddy says, I, I, don't, I don't think I do. No one should be calling me. And so Prince Spider walks over to him, grabs his arm, yanks him to his feet, and drags him kicking screaming out of the room, slamming the door behind him. You hear the door lock again. And I look, we got, guys, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yep. Yeah, there. <laughs> the the little uh, monster kid in me is going. Uh, this is like Invaders from Mars stuff. Like, Bruce, you know, what did t- you see over kids. by the window? Well, the uh, the windows are sort of painted shut, but I think I can I can, I think I can work that out with my switchblade. And if that doesn't work, I'm prepared to smash this motherfucker out. All right, from across the school, you hear the faint sounds of screaming. A girl screaming. You hear Laura screaming in fear and pain. Then silence again. I say we throw a fucking chair through the window. Yeah, we're going to skip over the thing with the splish blade and go straight to me grabbing a paperweight off the desk and throwing it through the window. All right. Um, I would make you roll, but the paperweight mysteriously bounces as if it's not made of glass, as if somehow the glass is made of brick. Uh, I want all of you to make uh, an brains 10 roll, please. Come on. I've only got six. Yeah, go ahead and roll anyway. Got eight. Three again! What the fuck? <laughs> Babe, I need new dice! <laughs> I got six. Four. Oh, shit, all right. dick. Alright, so you all failed a brains check, which means that you all saw it. You all, Your brains could have easily been smart enough to rationalize it away, but all of you saw that when the paperweight hit the glass. There was a strange colorful ripple, almost like a purple wave for a second around the impact point of the glass as if there was an invisible barrier around the exit from the, from, from the school. If you were smart, if you were, if you had, ro- if you had succeeded, you would have said, you, you could have said a trick of the light, but since you all, hmm. you're all scared kids. We were dumb enough to figure it out. You're, you're, no, you're, I, you're, I want, I want to lift bug up into the vents. <laughs> uh, Let's do it. And I, I will say, okay. Uh, I have so, no objections. Yeah, I got, uh, I'm at this point. I just want to get out, and I want my friends to get out. So, so I'm down to do whatever. All right. Um, 
How are you going to do this? You can try to lift up your shoulders, stand on a desk. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I give Bug ten fingers. He puts his hands on my shoulders, and I give him ten fingers. I get him up on a top of the table, and then he stands with one sh- one foot on each of hmm. me and Bruce's shoulders. What do you mean, give him ten fingers? That's like a boost. It's like <laughs> a boost. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard that expression before. You know, whoop, you've never. Oh, no, you say I'm, I'm going to lift you up now, Crystal. It's Who ten fingers. I'm going to give you ten fingers. You say I'm going to lift you up to the. It's here. like a thing. You go like, you go like this. Ten right? fucking you, fingers. Yeah, you you say, go here. Up. I got you. I got. You. Uh, so where where is this vent? Uh, it's it's it, over it, in the corner of the room. Yeah, I'd say it's over the corner of the room. Okay. Um, just sort of furthest point from the door. Um, all right. So I, I step on to Crystal's 10 fingers and, and, uh, boost myself uh, up there. Um, I'm gonna make you make a, a very yeah. minor brawn check for this because lift, you, you did say you were a scrawny kid and, uh, so this is definitely won't be something you can do like effortlessly. So let's go ahead and have a, uh, six brawn check on this. All right. For, uh, Crystal. Uh, Oh, for Crystal. Oh, but I also would this count as defending my friends? Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay, so that's I get a plus three. So six. Oh, six anyway. So I'm good. So oh, yeah, plus okay. three is a nine. Uh, you, just describe I rocket that motherfucker. Into the ceiling. I am in the, yeah. I, I my, shoot him my, up there. My head <laughs> busts through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. All right, you uh, you manage to get you're, you're now in the vent, Robbie. Um, it's oh. very dark. It's very dusty. It smells real bad. What do you do? Uh, well, smelling bad is is kind of my forte. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to uh, like grab my box of matches and I'm going to flick one a light and uh, see what's around me. All right. It illuminates a lot of dust. It illuminates what looks like a lot of dead spiders. Maybe a you see something scurry, but probably just a rat. How do you just a rat? Just a rat, right? And you. Uh, see essentially one way out, one the way leading toward the hallway. Uh, I'm gonna call back to my my friends and tell them that I'm I'm up here and I'll try to get them out. And I uh, uh, I crawl down the the vent. Yeah, we 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 whisper up there, unlock the door to the to the room. <laughs> and I say, "Fuck you guys, I'm out of here, suckers." No, and I, I flip you off, but in a loving no. way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you, uh, uh, you. So you you're just gonna keep crawling forward, Robbie. I am absolutely, yeah. I'm going to follow that rat. All right, you follow the rat. The rat's nowhere to go. Soon you reach a vent overlooking down the hallway. You realize you're above uh, looking down the trophy case, a very empty trophy case uh, with a very sad sad banner above it with a very sad-looking Cornhusker mascot. Uh, But but otherwise, the hallway looks empty from your angle. Um, This is one way down, but but the vent does continue further into the hallway. But this is outside the door? Yes. Yeah, I, I'll I'll leave now. I'm gonna try to open that door. Okay. So um, pop the vent like John McClane. Kick right. my foot down. You try, but this is a rusty vent. No one's been up here to open this thing in a while. So this mm. sounds to me like a brawn check. Uh, it's not okay. that strong, but let's go ahead and make this a a, a skill check of eight. You require some some pretty serious Oop. force. That's uh, my D10. So I have a six, but I do have two adversity tokens. Do you so want to spend them? do it. Let's yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and spend them. Yeah, spend them now. So now I have zero. Yeah. Yep. So I'm gonna do that and pop that pop that vent. All right, the vent flies open, uh, slams to the ground. You can now make the, the the leap down to the ground if you choose to. 
is this like a glass uh, display case, trophy case? Is there a way for me to to use that to not just drop the full full amount? Yeah, absolutely. To the floor? Yeah. Well, she just can, can I do something while he's doing this? Yeah. What do you want to do? In the classroom. Yeah. So I'm starting to get concerned because this guy bug is like my little brother in my mind. So I light a clove and blow the smoke towards the smoke detector. Hmm. What? I, I want to start. I want to make a distraction to keep right. to keep uh, Spiner away from our area. All right. We uh, need to. We need to not. Uh, we need to not. We need to keep him in his office as much as possible because we're about to be in that hallway. I don't think he's in his office. I think he's like sucking people's eyeballs out or something weird. <laughs> yeah, but he took him to the office. We heard that. Yeah, but he could be back any second if we set off the file alarm. He's I think definitely going to be out in the hallway in a second if you fucking set up a smoke alarm. All right. I just. All we need is about how many how many seconds is it from this door to the exit from the building, Jacob? A, uh, at full sprint, about 15 seconds. Okay. Yeah. All right. let's, yeah. Let's just keep him out of that fucking hallway. I pout a little bit, but I don't do anything. I say we'll burn a cigarette as soon as we're out of here. <laughs> hey, Robbie, you, you you made I'll your climb down. You. You're fine. Um, you can now you can now um, right. the hallway's completely empty, completely silent. All doors around you appear to be shut. Doors leading to the cafeteria with a new view. Doors leading to the science lab with a new view. Classrooms, gym, library. Around the corner is the office. Um, you do notice that the uh, fire extinguisher is still on the wall. But the glass case next to obtaining hmm. the, the fire axe has been emptied. Hmm. What do you do? I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> you see my go, little pale right. face in the classroom yeah. mirror with all my long hair, and I'm like, "Yep, I'm I'm running right for that door and hoping that the lock is on the uh, the outside and it doesn't require a key." It is locked with a key. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I'm gonna like scream, whisper there that it's I can't open it. Needs a key. Can you get outside and open the window? I, I think at this point I'm like kind of glued to that door. I feel like uh, I'm. I feel like that that's the only way out after having seen what happened to the the paperweight. That I'm gonna have to boost Bruce up there, hmm. so he can get up there with a switchblade. I, I mean, I I think that I would probably throw my weight on, against the door. Uh, oh, I assume that it opens. This is in. the '90s, so this is pre-bulletproof doors. Yeah. I will right. say this, this is definitely this is not the most expensive lock in the world. This is the cheap classroom door lock. If you want to try broning this, you definitely can. Oh, I was uh, no. Bruce, can I'll you lift... undo the screws with the, your switchblade. No, fuck that, Crystal. Like I'll I'll give you ten fingers, and you go up in the ceiling. Then take my switchblade with you. I'm Why, heavier I can't than leave you, you are. Behind? It's fine. I'll deal Why? with it. If the fucking guy comes, you? if the guy comes back, I'll, I'll break his nose or something and run away with the door open. But look, go up there. But I use can't the- take locks. You have to do it. <laughs> Plus, if I go up, you're gonna see out my dress. Uh, Robbie, you hear screams. No comment. You hear but- screams, Robbie, from the hallway. <laughs> this, this time it's Ro- this time it's clearly Teddy. Teddy's Teddy screams come around the corner, mm. and you hear. Bruce, you have to get up there. Get on my shoulders and get up there with your fucking switchblade. You hear a male voice screaming back. You hear a voice screaming, stay down, stay down. Look into his eyes. Stay down. I'm getting up in that air shaft, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, my, my I'm just, my eyes are, are wide and I just am shaking the door. That's all I'm doing right now. Trying Bug, to, while trying I'm to get looking, the door open. While, while I'm navigating the that distance well, into I, I, the hallway. I, I, I gotta ask Bruce, are you, uh, did you lift yourself up or, 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 did, um, or did she lift you up? 
She lifted me up. All right, we gotta well, do a I gave it. He stood on my shoulders. We, we got to do a bronze check then because yeah. he's, he- he's heavier than Robbie. So shit. Okay. So this, this oh, will be a this will be a, a skill check one. of a skill check of nine against your brawn. Right, my brawn's only four. Yeah, you gotta go for, then. Uh, then you gotta go. No. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Um. What if we? You just stand on the desk. There's various furniture in the room, right? There's got to be some sort. There's got to be a piece of furniture large enough for you to stand in, stand on top of, and get into the. Okay, bed. then. All right, I'll stack my desk on top of the teacher's desk, and there you get go. Me, that'll get me up enough to to reach yeah, it. You don't need to roll for that one. You guys, you guys solved it. So, all right, uh, all right, uh, Bruce, you are definitely out for sure. Are you gonna Are you gonna follow him up, Crystal? Or are you going to let him go up on, on his own? I, I, I'll follow. I'll go. Just yeah, because I don't want to be alone. <laughs> All right, you both go out the same way that uh, that Robbie did. You're both out in the hallway. You're all reunited again out in the hallway this time. And now you two hear the screams. We fucking run. Yeah, mm. bolt. We go run. On. All right, I yep. want you all to roll flight. For what? Uh oh. What are we trying to beat? <laughs> uh, you'll you'll know once we'll, you roll. We'll find out. Oh shit! I rolled an eight. I rolled a four. Six. Um, I should have said this before, but you but you you, 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 were, you were aiming for eight. So who rolled the eight? I did. Uh, you get, Robbie, you, you clear around the corner first. You you outpace everybody else, and you get to the front door. They're chained, heavy metal chains wrapped around them uh, with, with a heavy duty padlock. And since the other two weren't fast, since the other two weren't fast enough, the office door opens. Principal Spiner steps out. His jacket is off. He is holding. In one hand, the unplugged office phone. In the other hand, his fire axe. He's now standing between Robbie and the other two. What do the three of you do? We run to the girls' bathroom, because I know that there's a window to the outside there that's always open. Does the principal see me, or does he just see those two? Um, let's go ahead and have you roll a um, a one more flight, this time at a seven, Robbie, to see how how, how hidden you make yourself against that door. All right. Five. Five. All right. He's not very. Yeah, he um he sees you, uh, but he, he waves a finger at you and says, You stay there. I'll be back for you. He turns to Bruce and Crystal and says, Step in my office, please. He taps the, the axe on the ground. Hmm. I would like I to we... pull my knife on the principal. No, 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 we gotta fucking run. Then what about Bug? Your switchblade is not going to beat an axe. The, the faster He's an old get, man. I might be quicker than him. He's possessed by <laughs> something that is I'm, not I'm an old man. The, fast, the sooner the we can get this guy like, away from Bug, the better. If there's chains on the door, there's no sense in you going out the window to loop back around to the front door and try to open it to we let can't... Bug out, right? So we need to create some sort of diversion that might allow bug to get from the other side of the principal to our side and then once that is accomplished we got to figure out what to do but we need to be together yeah tell me how you okay. plan to make a diversion any, any kind of version you want to do we'll give it a shot i'm i'm pulling my knife on him no 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 i have an idea let's go to the cafeteria and blow something up again we have to get bug before <laughs> we leave the before area before we leave oh a diversion here yes. um this will at least give him pause. You know, there'll be some sort of interaction here to, 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 you know, 
I don't know. This is a, a 45 year old man. I'm much <laughs> I'm much quicker and more light than him. Much like a ballerina with a switchblade. <laughs> no, he's got a fat, but he's got a longer reach with the axe. I, 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 I will like say our odds here. If you're not playing the fight, you're just playing on a show. I have an right? idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. I have an idea. We grab the fire extinguisher, which is still in there, mm-hmm. and spray him in the face. Perfect. I'm in on right. this idea. All right. The fire extinguisher is a. I smash it with the heel of my huge dog Martin, so it doesn't hurt my feet. Uh, the fire extinguisher is still a brief stroll away. It's right. It's right around the corner, but back back to mm-hmm. the classroom. So if you yes. head there, he's probably going to follow you. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Yes. All right. Tell me what you do. So I run, I turn around, I run, I run right towards the uh, the fire extinguisher. It's encased in glass. I I reach up and kick it with my my big uh, Doc Martin boot. The glass smashes. I grab the fire extinguisher. I've, I fumble because I've never used one before, and I turn and face the nozzle towards the principal. But first, Bruce, did you follow her, or did you stand your ground? I stood my ground, and I think he walked past me. But I'd like to trip him as he walks by. Um, I think he's going to stare you down. I, I think what, she, she leaves and he's staring you down. He's just patting the fire axe okay. in the palm okay, of his hand. Then. As, can, as if, can da- I, uh, as if and, daring and, you do something. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. Can I interject here? Yeah. Um, I did just get an uh, adversity uh, token by uh, failing that um, that roll to hide against the door. Mm-hmm. Could I use that right now and uh, ask you about the surrounding area? My in- intuitive check uh yes remind me the exact language of that so i can i can do what, what it says it says one adversity token ask about surrounding area or people and you have to answer uh honestly cool yeah um, I, I don't i th- actually this might be more of a treasure hunter thing because i what i want to do is, is spend that to ask to, to ask if there's something that i can grab to help um uh in this situation since he has his back towards me um, um you know uh, you note, I'll, I'll say this, you note he is favoring his right leg. He, he, he has been since you entered. He he's he seems, uh, his right leg seems to be bothering him. Okay, so, okay, so I spent my adversary token to find that out. Um, can I, while, while he is uh, walking towards uh, Crystal and Bruce, can I uh, try to slowly get up behind him? Uh, yes, you may. That will be, since he's fully distracted, this will be w- a... Without him... No- Without him, yes. Yeah, a flight a sweep fl- the fucking leg, Johnny. A, fl- <laughs> a flight roll of five. Uh, sorry, a, a difficulty of five since he's fully distracted. Nine, nine. All right. Um, tell me how you st- tell, tell me uh, you succeed impressively. Tell me how you impressively sweep his leg or do what you want to do. Well, he. I've I've noticed that he's got his full attention on on my friend, so I am slinking as quietly as I can up to him. I noticed he is favoring that leg. Uh, and I want to take that leg out from under him. So I bring my Converse shoe up and bring it down in the back of his knee as hard as I can. Is his, uh, his good knee, the one that's keeping him up. Yeah. He crumples like a sack of flour. He falls right to the ground, screaming. Uh, he still has a death grip on his axe, but he's on all fours, panting now, screaming at the ground. What do you do? So while this has happened, I have gotten the fire extinguisher and I blow... <laughs> Okay, I'm, hold on. I'm going to rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> Everyone in the room. <laughs> I was going to say I blow a huge load of in his face. Yeah, all over. Hold on, I'm going to change it. Uh, I and I spray him directly in the eyes, all over with uh, fire extinguisher fluid. 
All right. Uh, he is now completely on his on his side, wiping at his eyes, screaming curses, screaming about. I grab the yeah. axe as soon as he drops it and hand oh. it to Bruce. Oh, he still has an axe in a death grip. It's, it's going to be hard for you to grab that. That's going to be a, a. I stomp on his wrist <laughs> and get the axe. Right, that's going to be a fight I check. I too will stomp on his wrist. All right. It's going to be a what check? To be a fight check. Uh, who, uh, which one of these is going to do stomping okay. first? Uh, who who's got the highest fight? I got oh, ten. Sorry, my cat. If I don't let him in here, he will cry. But now he's crying because he's in here. So what's your what's your fight, Crystal? My fight is six. All right. So but I am get... defending my friend, so I might get a plus three. You do get a plus three to this, yes. Okay. So what am I roll? So I'm rolling. Hold on. So both both okay. of you both of you can roll, and we'll see if you if you succeed. The, the, the difficulty here is going to be a thirteen. Oh, I got a ten. Oh, here we go. Thirteen. Oh, even yeah. with my, uh, I can't. I can't beat that even with if, my if plus you, three. If you, if you roll your maximum, you can keep on rolling. So it's always worth a shot. Oh, okay. Three. <laughs> I'll take a crack at it. Uh, right. You said it for us to both roll, right? Yeah. But first of all, I got to deal with her failure. Her failure is profound. Um. Um. Mm. Not only uh, he. Oh my he, god, he, you Jacob, are you're gonna fucked. give me issues. <laughs> your. Uh, leg goes down toward his hand. His hand catches your heel, and he throws you back against the wall. You feel your head hit the wall. You feel something crack. Your vision goes blurry as you slide to the floor. Bruce, you saw this happen. What happens now? Stomp on him! Avenge me! I'm putting a, a boot heel into his temple. Alright, it's going to be a fight. And since he's uh, distracted by tossing your friend, we'll make this a nine. Three. Three, so it's a difference. But, uh, well, I've got the plus three for resisting adults, and I've got two tokens, but even that would only get me up to eight. And you said a nine, right? Yeah. And I don't have any tokens to give you. I can give you a one. I can give you one. Okay, let's yeah. do that. Um, explain to me how you help him do this. It could be, it has to be some, some, something you did or say at this moment gives him that extra encouragement to push through. I look up. And I have just a little bit of blood trickling from my temple. And I'm like, Bruce, avenge me. <laughs> and he gets just enough extra, a little extra dump of adrenaline, a little extra dump of courage to kick him a little extra hard. Mm-hmm. That would do it. All right. So as you, so w- with the adversity tokens, uh, that's, that's enough to succeed. And with my plus three for resisting adults and plus my two tokens. So this wipes out my bank. Yeah. All right, but you tell me how. Tell me what you did. Describe the act of kicking him right in the in the temple. What happens? What kind I'm of shoes bored. are you wearing? Are you? Wearing I'm wearing those, like, motorcycle boots, walkers? basically. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like steel toe work boots, like you would wear if. Uh, quick, inter- you know. quick New England interde- inter- mm. interjection. There is a company of engineer boots um, from Fry, Maine, called Fry Boots, and they're very expensive. But they're you might have had a hand me down pair, and they are tough as fuck. Yeah, they're they're rock solid. And so I'm putting both hands behind me, bracing on the wall so I can get a real good oh, fucking go at it. And I'm just, you know, bam, putting my, my heel directly into his left temple while he's on all fours. All right. Or, he, you know, squirming around on the ground. He His head flies back, slams into the ground. He is dazed. You see his grip loosen on the axe. What happens yes. next? Take that I grab shit. the axe. All right. Um, we need to do a brief struggle uh, for this. Uh, um, we're not necessarily next. It's, it's, it's whoever wants to uh, jump into the scene. 
like for example, maybe this um, does Robbie grab the axe since he's like watching this happen? Is it uh, is the axe? Did he? Did you say he dropped it? It's very loose in his hand now. For the first time, you see his grip loosen on it. Is this a double headed or a single headed? Um, uh, let's say single headed. Okay. Uh, I think I I am going to run and, and go for it. Uh, I also want to. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna grab. I see the moment of weakness. I'm I'm gonna grab it. I, I might do something else if there's a struggle here. Uh, I, I'm gonna grab for the axe. Go ahead and roll a flight check with difficulty of three. He's really out of it. You can you can do this if you're fast enough. Uh, I rolled an eleven. All right, it's a difference of eight, which means you succeed quite impressively. Uh, tell me how you grab the axe. Describe the scene in the cinematic as you can. So after I sweeped his leg, Cobra Kai style, um, I uh, I watched Bruce just lay that fucker out on the ground. That dude's eyes is rolling around the side of his head. I noticed that he loosened his grip on the axe. I wanted that axe. And so I ran up to it. I wrestled it from his control and I turned around and did a gross fart right in his face. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. Completely disarmed. Principal Spiner sort of just slumps into the floor looking incredibly defeated. And he whispers, you fools. I'm trying to save the world here. I say fuck off and we run in the other direction. <laughs> Crystal slowly gets back up. She wipes. She uses her, her cr- crushed velvet to, <laughs> to to clean the blood off of her head. I think we should use the axe to bust open the chains on the, um, the front door and get the fuck out of here. Even though I'm kind of a loner character, I still remember the scream of that girl. The, the little girl that was in the class with us. Yeah, I don't and, want to go I, any I, further into, into the school than we need to. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I am going to bring it up to the group, though. Go, what, what about the others? What, what about the rest? Oh, shit. What other, what rest? The kids. The, Laura the kid, and Teddy. Laura. Laura's yeah. a lost cause, and Teddy is probably on his way out, too. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think we're three scrappy poor kids. I think we get the fuck out. Robbie, do you agree? I th- no, no, I, I think that we got we got the guy here. Uh, as far as we know, this is the only. Well, what do you want to do? You want to kill him? All right, I have an idea. I'll we'll split right. the difference. We break open the chains on the front door with the with the back of the axe, and then we sneak around the back of the school and start looking in some windows. Y'all are fucking nuts with this. Um, I'll go along begrudgingly with this. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, does that satisfy you? We can find out what's going on without being in immediate danger ourselves. Uh, yeah, There's but no- I am. I am going to ask what about him and look at the principal because at, right. in, at, we're, at we're any point kids. he can. We're he still can, kids. He's gonna I come think back. we. We. I don't think we have the fucking guts to kill him, so we leave him. I'm not saying kill. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm. I don't want to kill him. I, I just can tie want- up his hands with the phone cord. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm nervous about him recovering and coming back. So I, I'm telling you, it's like, yes, Crystal let's was go. A, was a Girl Scout for a few years. Let's say she ties up his hands with the phone cord that he's still carrying. Yeah, fair. It's done. He's tied up. All right, let's what let's now? bust yeah. out of here and then sneak around the back of the school. All right, so I guess I will um, go to the front, the 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 bar doors, the chain doors. Um, I have the axe, but I don't think I'm the strongest, so I will give the axe to whoever's stronger than me. Uh, I should go ahead and um, uh, Crystal, roll, roll. You see the chains up close now. For since first I've seen them close, roll brains check. Oh god, if I get a fucking three, I swear to god. 
Eight. You made it. Um, no, that's good. What yeah. are you worried about? Um, you see right away that these are heavy-duty chains. These are not chains that can easily be broken. You, the, the axe may break on these chains unless you, unless somebody is perfect with that, with that swing. Would Bruce be able to pick the lock? You can try. I mean, there's no All harm right. in trying. Yeah, I'll try. All right. So you. What uh, is what is it? What am I? You're going to use grit on this, and it's going to be a difficulty of 18 because this is one. Hef- this is a lock bought from a nice store, like a, a, not a cheap local dollar store. Well, mine is a 12, so I can't possibly. I can't possibly hit that since mine is a 12. Unless you get the exploding Should dice. I do it anyway? Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Nope, I got a four. All right. Um, let's see, a four minus that will be um, the failure is staggering and catastrophic. There will be both immediate and long-term consequences for this failure. Um, your switchblade bra- blade breaks off in the lock. Both the lock can't be picked mm. and your switchblade is busted. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> um, I had I have an idea that I would like to explore. Of course, I would like to go around the side of the building. How? We're outside, right? No, we're no. still inside. We're inside. Oh, I thought we got out. No, I thought, we're still like, trying to fucking get out. We're in the hallway. Oh, we're right, right, right. Okay, then, then I think we make a beeline to the opposite end of the location, and we're gonna have to. <laughs> find a way out of the building that isn't chained or portaled up like the window in the, in the classroom. Mm. All right. I'll tell you what you guys know is in the school. Once more There's got to be a way out of the building. In fact, how many stories is this building? One or two? It's one. And you know that there is the office. There's a library. There's a janitor's closet. There's a gymnasium. There are three classrooms, a lunchroom, and the science lab. I'm going to suggest right away that we, we try to find the janitor that we all like. And see if he can help us. I trust no man. Yeah, I'm not in the mood to. We don't know if that guy's in league with this guy. Um, but but he was he was arguing with him. He was the principal didn't like him. For all we know, he turned him into whatever he is. When you know, since the last time we saw him, and before he fucking took Laura. I have another idea. I'm going to pitch you. There must be roof access somewhere in this building. Yes, if, if there is, you guys <laughs> don't know where it is. You guys have to find it. Uh, there has to be a loading dock for the cafeteria. Hmm. There might be a uh, mechanically operated door. There'd be knives in the cafeteria too. Yeah. And hmm. snacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the cafeteria then. That would All right, be All right we fucking run. I, I I'm out of my days. I'm still I'm I'm still bleeding a little bit, but we we all run as ho- as fast as we can to the cafeteria. All right, you get there. You um, as you are pushed into the lunchroom at the very far end of the building. This is like back where you first started in the classroom, uh, next to a trophy case near the science lab. You hear the sound of music through the cafeteria doors. You hear, you hear Bill Haley in the comments, nineteen fifties rock and roll, blasting from from speakers um, behind the cafeteria doors. Okay, this is a secret about Crystal, and she hates nineteen fifties rock and roll more than anything else in the entire Bug world. Loves it though. Uh, no. So it makes him it makes him happy and warm. Yeah, and I'm a greaser, so this is. By the way, this is the thing that I wanted in our story. <laughs> <laughs> so Crystal groans. Hmm. 
You wait. Uh, you, one of your things that you wanted in the story was that you hate fifties rock. No, music? That it had to have nineteen fifties rock and roll. But I thought it would be funny if my character hated that more than uh, anything I else. Gotcha. In the world. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, the the idea of going to the loading dock is still the best idea we got. And there's also the possibility that there's knives or some other sort of snacks, snacks or kitchen utensils or something that it's a cafeteria. So it means it, it has a um, a sizable kitchen in it, right? Uh, they're producing mass amounts of food. There's got to be heavy machinery in there, some of which might be useful to us. So even if the loading dock is a no go, we could maybe get some weapons or blow things up. Yes. Hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm just following those two. All right. So you guys at the door. You hear fifty uh, rock and roll music. What do you guys do? We enter. I roll my eyes and cover my ears as this is happening. Right. And uh, I feel like Bug would slowly like prop the door open just like an inch and try to peek through. But yeah, can we look, at least look through the windows first? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Peek. Yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah. You do it for free. You have to roll for it. So. Okay. Yeah. Peek. All right, you see uh, Genie the janitor. He is blasting that music, the music of his childhood. He is mopping the floor. Uh, he hasn't heard a thing due to his music blasting. He's just, he's just doing his work, keeping the cafeteria clean. Singing along to himself, <laughs> dancing a little with his mop. Okay. I think we should enlist his help without letting him know what we're trying to do. Mm. Mm, I like this approach. I like trying to talk to him without letting him know that we're trying to get out of the school. Okay, but let me take lead on that convo because I got uh, charm out the ass. You're charming as hell. Uh, And I'm going to, I I assume I still have the axe since uh, since Bruce uses his knife on the the door. Yep, you still have the axe. Carry it behind your back. Yeah, I'm going to try to conceal it as best I can behind my back. For, for this conversation, which looks shady as hell if he finds me out, by the way. It's like, why do you got an axe there? But I don't want him to see me walking in uh, with these guys uh, with an axe in my hand. I have an excuse. You could say that okay. we, you were doing your detention in shop class. In chop class? <laughs> yeah, what were we doing with an axe in shop class? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not a, uh, I didn't take shop class. Axe. Uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to try to hide the axe behind my back when we when we uh, enter the room. All right, so it sounds to me like Bruce is taking the lead here. So, Scott, tell us what yeah. happens. First, to get Bug further out of Genie's potential view, hmm. I'd like to send him on an expedition into the, no, the back. No, we don't, we don't let Bug go anywhere by himself. It's within the same room. It's an open kitchen, I'm imagining. Like, like there's a, like a deli counter window, right? Like we'll, we'll still be able room, to see like him. a cafeteria room. I assume that's going to be like tables and benches. It's a large, like large a, a room, kitchen. lots of uh, long tables, a uh, serving counter um, and towards the back with, uh, with like double doors leading to a kitchen area. Hmm. Okay. In this case, um, I'm going to whisper to Crystal and Bug to, Look around in the area and see if you find anything that helped us. In the okay. meantime, I am going to approach uh, Genie, and we're we're still in the same room together. Okay, where well, we can pretend that we're all j- that me and Bug are just looking for a snack for detention. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we have our game plan. All right. Yeah. Once you enter, uh, Genie immediately sees all of you, and he sees Bruce, and he says, 
Uh, he, he turns music down a little bit and says, hey, man, how's your detention? What's going on? I'm going to say, well, for the next part of it, uh, we we need to get out on the loading dock for the uh, for the cafeteria. Apparently, something is being delivered. And part of this detention is that we have like a, We're you know, unloading a, phys- shit. a physical component to it. We got to mm-hmm. lug in some boxes for the old man. Do you have the keys to the to the door back there? Genie frowns. You're a genius. Genie frowns and says, "That's mighty unusual. He's never done physical stuff. Should I go? I go talk to him to make sure this is on the level." He starts heading out, but it's your chance to interject if you want to, Bruce. I'm gonna say that that's fine with me, but he just got an angry phone call from his wife, and uh, he's in his office taking it right now, and he is not gonna want to be interrupted, and he's gonna be even more pissed. When he gets back here and finds out that we haven't started on this. All right. That's a charm roll of eight for sure. Got you. <clears throat> 17. 17. So. All right. That is a um, major success. Um, you succeed smoothly. And Genie blows me. Okay. <laughs> uh, your switchblade magically heals itself and reforms in your pocket. Uh, Genie smiles and says, man, Spina really is a dickhead, huh? I say, yeah, he is. I'm fucking. I'm looking out for you, man. Yeah, you know. He goes, oh, come on, loading docks. We like you for- around here. I'm not. I'm not trying. I don't want you to get in any more trouble than we already are. He says, yeah, loading docks this way. Follow me, all three of you. And he puts down his mop, picks up his purple radio, so he's keeping his tunes with him. And he starts walking toward the back of the cafeteria, toward the kitchen. Are you all going to follow him? What's up? We follow. Right. We yeah. we follow him, but Crystal's got her fingers in her ears. <laughs> Bugs in the and- back with the axe. Yes, I'm. I'm basically behind my back. I'm, also, I'm basically part of the walk- reason why I have my fingers in my ears is to make myself bigger to hide the axe with bugs. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm walking in front of both of them, you know, right beyond Jeannie's shoulder to further obscure the view. <laughs> All right, and kind he, of chattering in his ear the whole time. Yeah, he, he's talking about how man he, uh, he hates working Saturdays. You guys must hate working Saturdays too. Ha ha ha. He's like, he's laughing a lot. He's a, he's a really jovial guy. He's he, he, he likes you kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he reaches the loading dock. He unlashed it and starts lifting it and it grinds. And he says, what the hell? Grinds. And he looks up and the mechanism to roll up the door to let uh, deliveries in is wrapped up in the same chains on the front door. And Jeannie says, what the hell? What the hell is going on? You know, I got a pair of bolt cutters. I can take care of this in a jiff. I don't know what's going on. Can you, can you, can you kids, wait a second? Uh, I looked panic, panicked, too, because uh, I assumed that the, he's retrieving the bolt cutters might bring him to uh, see the principal in the hallway. So I just looked panicked at uh, Bruce. And, well, where is and, the janitor's uh, closet in relation to everything else? Uh, the janitor's closet is uh, back in the hallway a little bit. It will not take you back toward the office yet. Okay, hmm. well then, we I mean, we have no choice. We let him go, and then uh, I guess we just sort of sit tight. In the meantime, I want to search this garage for anything that might be useful to us. Good idea. Uh, he, he says, uh, he, he, <laughs> uh, he says, I mean, you need a flashlight helper. You want to come help me hold my flashlight while I look for it? Huh? I need to help me hold my flashlight. You I, I, flashlight? I left my bolt cutters in the, in the boiler room. I need to head downstairs to get them. Hmm. I don't think a boiler room's a good idea. <laughs> Stephen King does not have a good track record with boiler rooms. Come on, give an old man a hand. I've heard that one before. (laughs) I'm going to say that 
I'm going to again step up to the plate and be like, listen, he told us to stay together. If he comes back and he finds us separated, he's going to think we're monkeying around. So we'll we'll just stay here. He goes, all right, I'll be back as soon as I can. And he vanishes from the cafeteria. Search of the garage commences. Yep. And Jeannie is gone for a bit as you guys look around. Um, what are you guys looking for in particular? What, what do you want to find in, the, in this area? Axe. Tools. I'm looking for uh, a screwdriver, maybe some, uh, maybe some pliers, any, any sort of tool that could be used as a weapon, but also yeah, some use as a survival instrument or something to get us out of a jam. All right. Since it's just a kitchen delivery area, you do find um, some large, not, not especially sharp, but definitely dangerous kitchen knives. You find a pair of uh, kitchen mm-hmm. shears and you find um one of those meat tenderizers, one of those like metal uh, hammers that you use in the kitchen. We take them all. Yeah, we take everything. And I'll take the axe from Bug so he can take two of those. And Crystal, you take one of the others. Is there anything with fire? Any kind of blowtorch mm. or... Um, no blowtorch, but there is... Anything which we could... There, there is a propane tank in the uh, in the kitchen for, uh, for cooking purposes. Hmm. How heavy is it? I mean, 40 pounds. It's pretty big. It takes, it'll probably take uh, two, two kids to carry it. Because we might be able to... I think we should at least put it close to the door. That way we can blow it if we need to. Bug's ears perk up and is at the, at the thought of it and is very excited about this plan. I have another idea. What if we take Bug's axe and the propane tank? What if, we, what if I knock a hole in the propane tank, right? By the garage door. And then... Crystal or Bug throw a lit match or a lit cigarette. We're gonna towards fucking it. kill ourselves. <laughs> well, no, we can stand over by the door. You know, this is there's gonna be like several tricky things involved there, but we could blow a hole through the fucking garage door. Are there any flammable oils that we can make a trail? Not that you can find right now. You just see a propane tank. Meanwhile, you've noticed that five minutes have passed, ten minutes, fifteen. Genie's not back. Boiler room is not that far. Bug definitely notices this and brings it to the group's attention. Tells them that uh, thinks something bad happened to uh, to Genie. Seems like a fair bet. He would have been back by now. As excited as Bug is about blowing up something, I think he's also still concerned about the uh, about the little religious girl <laughs> from oh, the God. classroom. Bug's got a crush. I, I think I think Bug might have a little crush on the. Hope the, she the sees this bug. girl. Essentially, I'm I'm terrified and I want to get out. So if uh, if we decide to to do that and we do it with fire, all the better. But uh, uh, but he leaves it up. But to if we the... get out, that's all the better for us to help your girlfriend. Here's my here's my, here's my question for Bug. Uh, right. Genuinely, is this a moment where you feel the need to re- go back and try to find her? Like, are you feeling heroic? I mean, you want to create something beautiful. I mean, what's 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 what is, is, how, how does how does that make you feel in this moment? What, what's the, what's the most beautiful action here? As much as I, as much as I want to go out there, I'm also, I'm also scared, scared to go by myself. And I don't think, uh, I don't think that, um, Crystal and Bruce are interested in, in exploring right now and looking for, for, for this, this girl who I just really kind of. I promise you, Bob, as soon as we get out, then we can make a, make a, a round of the school from the outside and see if we can see Laura. Okay. Okay. But now a good 20 minutes has passed since Jeannie left. You guys are sitting in this loading delivery area. Something's got to happen. What do you want to do? I, I still say we got to figure out how to blow it with the propane tank. 
and Bug, who's like set a lot of things on fire, will will note that you don't have to puncture the propane tank. You just need to open the valve. Open the valve. To, I think we should make gas. a really long fuse out of a bunch of rolled up paper napkins. That's going to take a long time. It's not going to take a long time. There's three of us. We've been sitting here for 20 minutes. Guess, yeah. I, I say that the whole time I've been making rolled up, little thin <laughs> rolled up paper napkins in a row. It's just a thing you I'm do. I'm a fucking girl. I know how to do this shit. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. We oh. open the valve. We make a, let's say, 20-foot-long chain of paper napkins, and we hide behind one of the stainless steel counters in the kitchen, and I use my Zippo to light that motherfucker. Yeah, we could just go leave the garage and go into the cafeteria again. Yes, but less cinematic. Fair. <laughs> it sounds you want to like be is, in the room. This science experiment is a brain's roll. So it sounds to me like this is, you're not describing an easy thing. This is definitely a task that's going to take some effort. So this needs a brain's roll of 16 as you go through it. Oh, shit, Dick. Okay. Or if it who, were uh, Shel- who has the highest brains? Me. We're in Shelbyville, so shit geyser. Okay. Okay. 19, baby! Holy shit. Um, you watch as the <laughs> flames travel on your, your, your homemade fuse. Um... Just spiraling around it, going around the corner into the kitchen, uh, into the loading area. An explosion rocks the entire building. You hear the sound of metal. Your fire alarms go off. Uh, things have gone completely chaotic. There's smoke and rubble and fire uh, coming from the direction of the kitchen. You blew something open. Something has happened. And behind you, you hear the sounds of 1950s rock and roll music approaching from the hallway. You turn. We, we, go, we, go, to, we go to look to the... Uh, yeah, I don't care about the music. Right. It, it, what 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 is the situation in the garage? You guys got to head there. You're leading onto the area. Head head. Tell me, tell me what you're doing. Yep. We Let's run go to go see if there's a hole the that we blew. All right. Yeah. Um, as you're heading there, you hear something now in pursuit behind you. The '50s rock and roll is behind you. It is moving faster. You hear heavy, wet footsteps behind you. Oh um, the no! Sound of Bill, of, Bill, of Bill Haley and the Comets getting louder as it goes as, as it's behind you. All oh my you, god, it's crystals. Nightmare. It's a swamp creature. All of, you, all of you make a flight roll. This, uh, a flight roll of oh, 10. Shit. Oh, my <laughs> flight's only 8. I'm a 4. Uh, mm, 6. 7. Adversary token plus 1. Alright, so you, you, you made the 8 crystal? Yes. Alright, crystal, you successfully make it into loading area where you see the doors and blasted off its uh, off its hinges more or less. It's, it's a way out, but the other two are have are behind you. They didn't make the flight roll. They're still a good few seconds behind you, and they see the thing flanking them. It is glowing slightly in the dark. It is taller than it looks. It's hunched over, but you can tell that it's hiding its height. It's too large hand, a hand that could fit three human hands in it, is holding Genie's bloody portable radio. That's not good. It glows. Run, boys, run! It glows slightly in the dark. Green radiation, green green light sort of radiating off it. Its mouth is very big, very full of teeth, and it reaches for you. What do you guys do? I take the charred remains of the propane tank and I smash it against the wall to create a distraction. All right, that tank's still pretty heavy. That's going to be a brawn roll of six. 
But no, it's not pretty heavy anymore. It has no propane in it. It's all fucking broken. You know what? I'll take that. Uh, in the case, it'll be a brawn roll of one. Okay. Go ahead and just roll. <laughs> you win. And I'm defending my friend, so plus three. Yeah. All right, hold on. Three. Ooh, plus, so six. Yeah. Uh, the thing looks right toward the loading area, walks right past the boys, and right toward Crystal. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had compunction about killing the principal earlier. <laughs> but I don't think I have any compunction about attacking whatever this fucking thing is. No, it's a creature. It's a monster. Right. And I think that um, I would like to take the axe away from Bug and take a swing at one of its legs. Just fucking well, you, run! You, if we can you get can, outside well, and get to your bike, we can get the fuck out of here! Can we, can we leave? Is there a hole open? Yes. Yes. I, okay. I uh, so, after I swung the propane tank, I am sitting in the entrance to the hole and I am yelling, fucking run! But right now, this thing has, is essentially moving toward Crystal, cornering her in the loading area, while you boys are be, are behind the action with a, either a free way to get out of here, with your friend also essentially now have, having this thing heading right for Um, uh, I have a question. Since I've established that I've kind of like obsessed with monsters, is there a way for me to... Uh, have any sort of uh, insight into Ooh, what this creature could be? Intuition, perhaps? Yes. Um, you would know enough about, about, about classic horror movies to know that this thing is, is humanoid. The fact that it's glowing slightly in the darkness of the room that the lights have been blown out from the explosion suggests radioactivity. It reminds you very much mm-hmm. of That's why that. I don't want you guys to hit it. I don't want you guys to hit get hit with any weird goo and your it, fucking dicks to fall off. It reminds <laughs> you very much of like a mutant from like a like 1950s apocalyptic movie of some kind. Something that's been hit with a lot of radiation. Mm. All right. So nothing that, that would really help me in terms of figuring out like, oh, I know that it's weak against fire. Not yeah. No, you, you just recognize this, right. this thing looks... It looks like um, a human being went through a real bad time to get to, to become what this thing is. That's what it looks like to you. Mm. Okay. All right. So I'm. I think I'm looking to to, to Bruce at this point because I I don't want to leave Crystal. I wouldn't want to leave. How Crystal. big around are this thing's ankles? Um, I'd say <laughs> about three human ankles. So like this. Uh, yes. Yeah, Scott is holding up a very large ankle. I'll say yes, that's about accurate. Yes. <laughs> Scott is holding up a, a very, very large, large ankle. <laughs> ankle is displaying a cankle. <laughs> Exhibit A. I was I was suggesting with my hands how large it would be, which I don't think I could get even as an adult, I don't think I'm getting through that with an axe. But I want to hobble it. If I hit it in the side of the knee, would it be enough to stop it from moving quickly? Um, you can certainly With try. This will, this will be uh, a fight roll of 12 for you to successfully do something here. Let me you ask you this. You can kill it, right? Let me so, ask you this. Is the uh, creature an adult? As far as you know. I, mean, it, I think it used to be genie. It's definitely huge, whatever well, it is. if it's an adult, then I get that plus three. Yeah, I mean, go, you, get, you get plus three. Let's do it. It's, 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 it's definitely big enough as an adult. I'll, I'll, I'll allow this. What am I rolling again? You're rolling your fight. Fight, fight oh, and 12 is going to be... Which you need to hit to have any kind of impact here. Nine. Fuck yes. Right on the money. <laughs> so nine plus three, you got nine it. Nine plus three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. The axe. Where, tell me what you're doing. Tell, tell me how you're hitting it. Okay. I'm snatching it away from Bug. We're not having a conversation about this. <laughs> no, we don't have time for that. 
and then well, rearing I think you had it already. I got two of the little ki- kitchen instruments, remember? And you you took the axe then. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I've got the axe. What's the difference from me, or the distance from me to the creature? Um, I'd say five or six feet. You can get there on a quick lunge. Okay, so I can get a little bit of a running start. I'm coming in hot and heavy from the back right of this creature and swinging upward like a baseball bat uh, into the side of its knee. You uh, dig in a good inch or two into its very meaty, fleshy leg, and it howls, and its bright green blood splatters out, um, and it whips very hard uh, to try to recoil from your attack. I usually make a brawn check of eight to keep the axe in your hand. Otherwise, he pulls it away from you, stuck into his flesh. Five. But I got that plus three. Still resisting an adult. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you keep the axe in your hand uh, as, a, as a creature stumbles forward, yowling in pain. What do you guys do? Fucking is run! A, I'm now still we run. Yeah. yeah. Is I'm it, still is that enough? the hole open. Right. Is that enough for uh, Crystal to get out? Yeah, it's distracting. If you guys want to run, this is your yeah. chance. Run, 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 run. We got to get to, yeah. we gotta get to Bruce's bike. Yeah. We bolt. All right. You all make it outside. The, the, the fall air hits you. Smoke is billowing out. Um, you hear the sound of fire engines coming. The creature is screaming behind you. What do you do? We get on Bruce. We got to get on your bike. Yeah, uh, me on I the got back, pegs on, the, on front. the front and the back, fully loaded on Black Beauty. <laughs> we head in the direction of Crystal's house. I think I would uh, say Dunkin' Donuts, but I don't want to be anywhere in this area. No, you, we should we should go to my house. There's no one home. We'll be safe. There's no parents to explain anything to. All right, you pass by fire engines. Police cars pass you. Do you guys wave them down? Do you stop. We just keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on acting going. very nonchalant. Yeah, just In just fact, I'm kids. whistling. I, I act. I, I pull some of my long black hair forward to hide the wound on my forehead. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys reach um, Crystal's house. It's empty. I'm assuming Crystal has a key and she lets you in. Um, what do you guys do in this moment? This is your, you guys escape. Yeah, you're alive. We, mm-hmm. we go all in. I go. I go in the bathroom to clean up my head with some hydrogen. Or oh my god, do you guys remember Mercuricomb? No. <laughs> no. Oh, it was this like disgusting, weird medical thing. But I put some of that. It's like red hmm. and weird. Um, I put some of that on my head and get a band aid. Why would we be familiar with that? It's, a, it's like an old time. I'm looking. Oh. <laughs> you know, don't do it's the nineties. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, well, well. Crystal is looking that up. Um, I'm sitting down very exhausted, like on the couch, Robbie, how are you collecting myself? I'm shell shocked. And I'm also feeling guilty for leaving, for leaving, uh, the other two behind. I don't think we had a choice. All right. Night falls. And over the coming days, the story starts to come out. They found Jeannie Crothers in the boiler room, torn in half, uh, from one shoulder down to his side. Um, body vivisected in two. Um, they found the burning wreckage of uh, of the cafeteria, but n- nothing else was in there. Um, no one saw anybody else coming and going. Hmm. They never found the bodies of the two other kids. There were no, no signs of violence, no signs of struggle, no signs of anything. But they did find Principal Spiner uh, suffering several s- severe injuries requiring hospitalization where he was handcuffed to the hospital bed. When briefed, 
he very soberly, very calmly spoke about needing to save the world and doing it at the behest of Ephraim Beauregard Shelby, saying that he spoke to him and told him that he needed to save the world and, and he needed the blood of five innocents to do it. And that was his story. Hold on. How are we finding out this information in the local newspaper? Local newspaper, yes. <sighs> so we, we've time jumped now? Yeah. This is like we're, 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 we're gathered around? We're in montage mode right now. Uh, so some, right. some time has passed. The story is out. Um, Spiner is in jail um, awaiting trial for abducting and possibly murdering two kids, um, somehow tearing in half Jeannie Carruthers. Um, you three have been briefed by the cops. Um, what did you tell them? Okay, but my, fa- my dad's still out of town, by the way. Uh, yeah, he, he they found him. They brought him, they brought him back, but he's and did. As for what we told the cops, and my mom's a cop, yeah. So I think we had a conversation collectively with her, where and I did the talking for the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just say that we got to Saturday detention? We got what well, we all get our story straight that things were weird and we left immediately because things mm-hmm. felt weird and we didn't. We had no idea what happened. So you you don't mention the other kids. You'll mention the screams. You don't mention the monster. No, no, complicated. We're 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 still young enough that we don't think we're going to be believed. All right, that's where we're going to end this, guys. That's where we're mm. going to end this session. Uh, Principal Spiner is in custody. Uh, Jeannie Carruthers is dead. Something something that um, is on the loose. Some kids are vanished. That's our mystery. Um, Hopefully, there's a chapter two. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a chapter one or a short story with you know an open ending. But that's where we're ending this uh, story—a story of these three friends and their very bad Saturday mm-hmm. attention. I could do this for eight hours, probably. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, guys, I think we did a wicked good job. Yeah, yeah, I'm, though- I'm very much into this. Jacob, you did yeah, a tremendous sure. job. Yeah, Jacob, you're fucking incredible. Uh, I, I will say. Um, you made it hard as hell to get out of that school. I'll tell you what. You guys made it hard to me. You guys, we, had to, we blew it up. <laughs> look, look not in story mode. I will tell you, I had no plans for air vents. Zero plans for air vents. I had to completely think of my feet for that. Um, and I will, uh-huh. I will say, I thought for sure. Oh, they'll go rescue their friends. Oh, they'll go rescue their kids. I, I, I'm, I'm sure they will, and they'll find all the answers. You misunder- <laughs> You underestimate divorce yeah. kids, baby. We're all for ourselves, <laughs> motherfucker. So, so but, but, but the fun thing is, we have we have more mysteries solved. I, I will say this much: if you guys had gone to certain areas, if you had investigated other areas, if you had gone with Jeannie, if you had gone to the office, there's a lot of more, a lot of information you'd have right now. But right now we mm. have a big mystery to solve, and maybe but we're not fucking dead. I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> right. So maybe we, maybe we, maybe it's, maybe it's right that we have at, a bigger mystery now. So at a certain yes. point, I was so frustrated by being stuck in the school. There's chains on every goddamn thing. You'll note that that's when I was like, just blow it the fuck up. <laughs> like, like once we got into the fucking loading dock and there were chains on the garage door or whatever, I was like, all right time for pyrotechnics <laughs> i will say i think after we after everything settles down a little bit and the three of us get all the news and everything shakes mm. out we kind of we have to get together either at oh. donks or beach pizza or something yes. to kind of hash out we need to get some more information well yeah we, 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 we need to, long, need to go back to station yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I guarantee you uh should session two happen and i'm happy to run session two we will. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's happening. Blast. <laughs> then we're we're going to open at Beach Pizza as the three of you discuss what went down on this day and what happens next. Click on that fucking link. You got to know what Beach Pizza is. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's all I have. This ruled. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I will say, looking at, so, uh, looking at, my, looking at, my, looking at my list of, of Stephen King things I was asked to incorporate, I want to see how many I got into this session. Um, I got... Wait, one, you missed the most important one, but I'll wait. I got one, two, three, four, five. I got six of nine in here. Yes, but you missed the most <laughs> important one. So one, one we of have the, to do another session because yeah. you have to get the most important one. Yeah. One Stephen King thing that was I was very excited and proud of. You guys can go to the fucking room. So we'll have to, we'll have to do it in another <laughs> another session. So Well, I, I have a feeling that we might be going back to that school on so, the next uh, session. Yeah. We're gonna it's have scary. to. We're kids. Yeah. No, I don't I think the school's probably closed at this point if it's it's been blown up and 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 there's been murders and stuff. Uh, I have a feeling we're gonna have to go on a mission to 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 kind of uh, go see what's what's up in that school. Was, now, now that we know that we can get in and out. What's fun yeah, is that, 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 that fucking hole blasted into it. Now that we know Robbie, Bruce, and Crystal a little better, uh, I think that you know I can even better tailor session two to like fit those characters and hopefully mm. push them in some fun directions. So. Yeah. yeah, and and I also have to admit that that uh, bug kind of changed a little bit in my mind because I wanted him to be like just the weird loner kid, but I couldn't help but be in that situation going, "Oh, but I want to save the girl." I want. I, 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 I think it's within your character to be like a yeah. weird loner kid and want to save a girl that you've never really talked to before. Right. I will say, um, bug is horn. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I the hormones are flowing. <laughs> Robbie not saving Laura. I'm gonna push this beat hard and furiously on you, Eric. Next session, I'm gonna I'm gonna haunt Robbie with this guilt. But <laughs> I, ha- I haven't even gotten a chance to take a beautiful picture. Roll seven hundred, not to drown yourself with guilt. Well, we never found the bodies of Laura, so we don't know. Laura might be being kept somewhere. Yeah, Laura and Ted screaming. You heard them screaming, and uh, as you heard, um, uh, Principal Spiner claims he's saving the world at the behest of the. 30 years vanished Ephraim Shelby. So you guys have a mystery to solve. Hmm. So I think I can speak for the group that we had a, a blast doing this. Jacob, you, you knocked this out of the fucking park. It was oh, so right. fun. As soon as you said that we all serve the beam was written on the chalkboard. I lost <laughs> my fucking mind. Yeah, this was, yep. this was great. Uh, I have no idea what the listeners are going to think, but uh, we're going to keep <laughs> doing it anyway because I'm just having a good time. Yeah, we can't we can't leave it. Leave I it feel like this is like primo Patreon content. <laughs> yes, I hope uh, so. We will be back in not too long with another installment of Shelbyville. Until then, we we thank our guests, Miss Mallory O'Mara and Mr. Jacob Hall. Game Master for putting this together for us. Uh, Eric, is there anything you'd like to add here at the end? No, Bug is sad. Bug, Bug is always to, sad. Bug needs to, you know, tuck it in a little bit. <laughs> tuck it under your no, belt, This is great. Friend. Yeah. This is, for, 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 my, for my very first time, this has been, uh, been great. great. Look yeah. at you did fantastic. Look, All right. Anybody who likes <laughs> stories, anybody who likes <laughs> stories and storytelling can play RPGs. That's my, it's what I'll, I'll hammer this home is my final statement Good. is that people who look at D&D or really complex RPGs and see all the numbers and spreadsheets and charts and modifiers and say, this is not for me. I promise you, if you like stories, there's an RPG for you. And this is why I like kids on bikes is that it's, there's not, there's not, not a whole lot of game crunch there, but there's a system that lets you tell great fucking stories. And that's why I had a great time with you guys today. And Oh my God. I hope we get our first King cast fan art of these three characters. Oh, 
Yeah, Absolutely. we're going to need that for sure. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for for being here on this uh, in this session. We'll we'll be back at it. I I can't put a firm date on it, but it'll be sooner rather than much later. And uh, I think that's all we got for y'all today on this one. Bye. Bye.